my one-hour comedy special, The Machine, airs on Showtime November 11th at 10 p.m. That's right, everybody. I am very pleased to announce my one-hour comedy special on Showtime, The Machine, airs 11-11 at 10 p.m. So do me a favor. Spread the word, tell your friends, set your DVRs, put it on your post-it at work, tattoo it on your arm, watch it in your machine shirt that you can get at BurtBurtBurt.com, and tell everyone the machine, 11-11 at 10 p.m. Hey guys, brand new podcast. It is Wednesday. I release Zane Lamprey on Monday. I'm looking for my computer to upload this. And today is a beast of a podcast. You're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. It's a boozer. It's me, Tanish and O'Neill. We get uh, drunk off white wine, then some high altitude beers, then some whiskey, then some more white wine, and it gets out of control. Podcast, uh, tour dates real quick. I am at uh, the Mohegan Sun this weekend. This weekend is, what are the dates? What are this weekend's dates? Anybody? I don't know. Uh, 15, 14, 15, 16, 14, 15, 16? I'm in comics 21, 22, 23. I'm staying in New York. I'm doing some podcasts. I'm having a blast. And then I'm off in Fayetteville, Arkansas at Mermaid's. On the 20th, 19th, something like that. If you live in Arkansas, maybe you should Google it. Because I'm definitely going to be there. Um, go to birdbirdbird.com. Do me a... F- oh, fuck. I think someone... Oh, never mind. I thought that it stopped recording. It didn't. It just went to the home screen. Buy a t-shirt at birdbirdbird.com. Get Zane Lamprey. This is the last 24 hours to get Zane Lamprey's adventure hoodie. Uh, go to birdbirdbird.com, go to birdcast.com, you can get it, uh, I put links up there. So, without further ado, oh, 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 there's something I want to tell you guys so badly, shh, shh, everyone be quiet, I want to tell them this secret, do you ever feel that you're having a hard time choosing between price and quality to get an amazing affordable shave. DollarShaveClub.com has the answers to prove how amazing their shave really is. Right now, they're going to give you your first month free to join the club. We all love a close shave. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to my front door for a third of the price of what these greedy razor corporations charge. Seriously, I have no reason to deal with the drugstore and the hassle that comes along with the drugstore and the long lines that comes with the drugstore and the person who decides to grab Fritos, which are actually behind them in line and behind you in line while they go to check out. You don't have to go over to that, 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 that little razor fortress they've got where, can you please unlock the razors? Because apparently people are stealing razors because they can move them on the free market pretty quickly. And now you won't have to deal with it. I don't deal with it. You don't deal with it. When you join Dollar Shave Club, just go to dollarshaveclub.com, pick up a, pick a razor that works for you from their amazing lineup of blades. That's all there is to it. Me, personally, I get a first-class shave when I use the executive blade. And when I use their Dr. Carver shave butter, oh, the blade just gently glides 
for the smoothest shave ever. With Dollar Shave Club, you got a, a, a nice, tight, like almost military, clean, that model. Like you ever see the models and you're like, how do their face get so smooth? You get that. And you smell like a million bucks without paying for it. Here's your chance to see why over 3 million members just like me love Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality of all their products that now you can get their first month for free. Just pay shipping. That's it. That's all. After that, it's just a few bucks a month. No long-term commitment. No hidden fees. No reason not to do it. Get your dollarshaveclub.com slash BurtCast. Let me say that again just in case I stuttered. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash BurtCast. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash BurtCast. B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T. That's right, guys. You too can have a clean shave and just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash BurtCast. All right, let's start the podcast. Also remember that my hour special is November 11th at 10 p.m. on Showtime. 11, 11 at 10 p.m. 11, 11 at 10 p.m. 11, 11, 10 p.m. Guys, without further ado, this week's podcast, you're going to freaking love it, I promise you. Danish and O'Neill. This is... Go ahead. Yeah, buddy. Hey, talk. Can you hear me? Let's shut Am this I one there? off. Where are you at? I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, yeah. And then talking that one? How's my dick taste? That yeah, I heard that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're number two. Look, it's just a fucking spider web of mess. My wife's my life's a fucking mess with this renovations fucking driving me nuts. I'm having a hard time. What uh how much time do you have left on your renovation? Say that again louder. Oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have your level up. Uh we have Two weeks left. Oh, two weeks? Yeah, two oh, weeks. You're oh, this is, yeah, this is, this is the end, dude. Yeah, we what, should be fine. What are you putting in? A jacuzzi? Yeah, we're putting in jacuzzis in every room. <laughs> Inside? That's I, cool. You know, Just I pit, the whole jacuzzi house? <laughs> I pitched a show to uh, DIY called Bathrooms, 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 where you just put bathrooms in every bath, every room. <laughs> Like, but like that was the key. Well, how often do you There's get up in the middle of the night? One bedroom, eight bathrooms. How often do you get up in the middle of the night? And you're like, I don't want to walk all the way to the fucking bathroom. But what if you had a bathroom, like a hidden bathroom by your closet, like little bathrooms? What about a toilet that you can just pull out underneath your bed, like a Murphy bed yeah. toilet, like a Murphy bed <sighs> toilet, or yeah, it folds right out of the wall and you can just squat on it right there. I, I did you guys ever have you ever been in the place in your life where you piss in uh, milk jugs and leave it by your bed? No, I. Uh, my friend's brother did that, and his mom found his stash and was not impressed. Wait, he yeah. kept it because it was like his. Yeah, he was like pissing into it repeatedly. Uh, right after we left you in Calgary, and we went up to that national park. Oh, how was that? It was awesome. I pissed into uh, a coffee. Uh, Whatever the fucking coffee mug, whatever you make the coffee in, coffee maker, coffee, coffee maker, yeah, yeah, because I there was no bathroom available. Did you guys eat mushrooms? Yeah, we we ate mushrooms. We How went hunting it? for bears. That's really scary. You know that one guy got attacked by two bears like back to back, Montana, <laughs> same ten crazy. minutes apart. I know that's fucking insane. Like he did and a he Facebook had a video and he had bear he spray. He did a Facebook video, yeah, of being attacked after. Like, hey, before I go to the hospital, let me make this quick video. Dude, there was meat hanging off of his fucking bone just dangling. Dude, he did eight hours of surgery, and this motherfucker made a quick video. Broken arm, lacerations everywhere. He had to walk three miles to his fucking truck. 
<laughs> then drive 17 miles but to wait, a hospital. I, three miles is a fucking workout. Like, <laughs> Especially after you've been attacked by a bear twice. Like, I've, I walk three miles is like my workout. That's what I do for a workout, <laughs> let alone attacked by a bear. I wait, is that imagine. your CrossFit? That's my no. I did CrossFit today. I've been throwing up a lot in CrossFit, but I think it's less my workout as Sounds opposed healthy. to my pre-party the night before. <laughs> like I, I drank. We should. We'll have a cocktail. We'll be responsible about it. We're not going to get like we did last time. Yeah, I can't. Where we just got shit canned. Yeah, drunk, and you, you were like, I, I. What was the what was the statement he said at the end of the thing? I, I don't know. I accident. I pulled my dick out at a on a girlfriend's coffee <laughs> oh, the table. Dog? Oh, I tried to get my. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. I don't want to get to that yeah. level. <laughs> those were the days. Revealing those dark secrets. God, the uh, it would be great if I had someone to run this podcast. I just had a meeting at my at my uh, agency, and they were like, they were like, so what's your overhead for your podcast? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I was like confused. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, like you know, like all the people you pay. I go, well, I do it. I was like, and they're like, what? I was like, yeah. And they're like, I go, I record it, I edit it, I post it, I do everything. And they're like, who does your ad sales? And I was like, nobody. I was like, Bill Burr every now and then will call me up and go, hey, here's a spot. Read it. But I was like, I don't do any of it. I'm thinking about, I'm going to put this out there. If you want to advertise on my podcast, email me at Bert at Bert, 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 Bert com. And I'm just going to fucking yeah, go. There's three Berts. Bert, Bert, Bert. Because before, Bert totally, if you were saying Bert at. <laughs> I'm tired of going the traditional market. I want to. I want to advertise for like small bail bonds in in the Midwest. Like Patty's muffins. You have to do a hundred of those ads to make any money. No, I won't. How I much just, you're going to charge? It's going to be really expensive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to really <laughs> want your bail bonds? Fucking bankrupt them before. You, yeah. <laughs> able to no, get a see, I'll tell you. It. I'll tell you where my podcast is big. I know where it's big. It's big in California, New York. If you have an online business, I can help. Really help like Zane Lamprey's uh, magic, not magic jacket, uh, adventure jacket. His sales are through the roof. I'm not saying that I'm a part of that, but I'm a part What's of that. What's an adventure jacket? Oh, it's interesting you say that. I, this, and I'm not even trying to feed the plug, but I'm, I'm curious. posting this tonight. I'm posting this tonight. There will still be probably 24 hours left to get an adventure jacket. You can get a link at bertbertbert.com and at bertcast.com. Oh wait, 20, and then it's over. Then there's no more adventure. <laughs> no jackets. more adventure jacket. Then you have to buy it from an owner. It's a, gonna, no, it's a yeah, yeah. You got to buy a used adventure jacket. Yeah. And then it's kind probably of not a lot of adventure <laughs> left in it. Or it's going to be all torn up because of all the adventure he had. Is it like, do you go hunt bears with it? Like, what do you, you do? No, it? you, it, uh, it's got a bottle opener on it. Can I fuck in it? You, you can definitely fuck in it. That's it's, an adventure. Is there a built-in condom on it? <laughs> no, wouldn't that be great if that if it slid down and there was yeah. like a, a, a condom cog, cod piece? Yeah, if you just inspect your gadget, like pull the thing and the condom goes on your dick. That's what I'm going to make for kid, for girls, chastity jackets. <laughs> so you're, you, as you as a dad, you put it on them in high school, and you're like, "Here you go," and, and you, you lock it, it you and lock you lock it, it, and they can't get it off. And like, nobody can grab the titties. Chastity. The titties are in a box yeah, that's wrapped in fabric. In yeah, they're, they're in Kevlar. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Kevlar tits. The zipper only goes down to her mid chest. But then you find some fucking junior in high school Houdini who's gonna break open your fucking some fucking box. hacker. Some fucking kid. Chastity jacket hacker. Chastity. No, you go to the adventure jacket. It's a Kickstarter. He did. He has raised now. I think one. $1.4 million what? on it. It is For the number jacket? one. It is the number one uh, fashion Kickstarter ever. Is he making them uh, like out of his house? No, he. Uh, no, he. Is he using slave labor? Because if he isn't, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> it's no good if he isn't. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he's doing. Uh, he's doing it through. 
He did this thing called the drinking jacket. So it's a it's a it's a it's a stem off of the drinking jacket. <laughs> oh, this is an off. This is he's, a spinoff. It's series. a spinoff of the set. This guy's a jacket specialist. He's a, he literally he's is a jacket genius. The, the, sp- the first one made like like half a million dollars, and then he did this one. It's made one point four today. And you can go to burtburtburt dot com and kick a link and get one. But uh, well, it's crazy because uh, the Danish and I we have adventure pants. Maybe we really? should team up with this guy. Do you really have to adventure? What are, what what we comes adventure in adventure pants. pants and adventure ties? <laughs> <laughs> for the businessman who's out for an adventure. The businessman who wants to go spelunking <laughs> right after work and not change right ties? before a meeting. <laughs> the back of the tie has like a rubber gripper so you can open <laughs> jars. There's a grappling hook, a mini grappling hook, <laughs> toilet paper extends. on the back. <laughs> so you could wipe your ass after it too. Oh, I would love an adventure tie. You should create an adventure tie. How about an en- adventure bow tie? Uh, oh, wow, that one, that one didn't. Yeah. That one didn't hit very Hey, you just spitballing, but yeah. not all the ideas are going to be home runs. Yeah. That's how it yeah. goes. <laughs> you could totally do an adventure tie. Oh yeah, you mentioned all the shit. You would just be a tie with a bunch of shit hanging off of it. No, what you. <laughs> No, I, I think it's like super it strong. Like you have a climbing harness around your neck. <laughs> I think it's super strong. Could double as a rope. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be made out of no, like no, you Kevlar. Get, they weave it out of those climbing rope. They weave the tie. Oh, it's a <laughs> so it's weaved, oh, webbed, webbed, weaved, uh, woven, woven. woven it's believe. woven. And I think you have one of the uh, carabiner hooks on the back. Of course. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's the little knot. Is a carabiner, <laughs> right? So it's like a Texas tie. It's it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Texas tie. It's one of those like two strings, but it's really just climbing rope around your neck. It's, the, it's, there's not much fun in it. You're basically cutting up climbing rope in six feet chunks. You're with making a it like a bolo tie. Hey guys, but but you, the tie. But you look great. You look great doing it. Uh, <laughs> fit, fit for any occasion. What about the pussy bows? Those are. Uh, did you hear about those? What's a pussy bow? What? It's like when women wear like. Uh, it almost looks like shoelace around the neck, but it's like part of the shirt, I think. And all the Trump women wore it to the debate the other night, you know, as like a, a nod and a wink at the pussy remark. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's like a fashion It's called thing. a pussy bow? Called the pussy bow. Wait, that's you, the technical my, name or is that the street name? I only know that because it's it, probably the street name. I doubt they sell it in stores as sure. Pussy Bow. I don't like Target carrying it. I, I, that's what I was told it was called by uh, a waitress. The comedy t- store was wearing one. And I was mm. like, what is that? She's like, it's a Pussy Bow. Yeah, that may like, just Whoa. be a nickname she gave it. I guess. I the, looked right down to her pussy and I was like, oh, I'm looking at the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Which waitress was it? Uh, her name is Bianca. Oh, yeah. She's fucking with you. No, it's a real thing. But I don't think you go to the store and go, hey, uh, what section are your pussy ties in? Pussy bows. Pussy I mean, bows. Look at wife. Pussy tie might even be. Yeah. If you look at wife beater, I mean, that's become a known. Hold on. Let me look oh, yeah. Up. Well, yeah, but it's, but you don't. I get, you, yeah, yeah, you're right. But I think that's gradual. I don't think they came out calling them wife beaters. <laughs> I think that's the first guy who was like, I'm going to beat a woman in this and I'm going to brand it. And it worked. I imagine that the first time someone beat someone in that shirt and the cop showed up and they were like, Nice shirt, man. Hey, what happened? <laughs> He's like, I beat my wife. <laughs> it's the, it's, and then 40 times later, they're like, we're seeing a trend. Yeah, we're seeing a trend, man. This shirt really brings a lot of rage out of guys. That's a, Anytime you look, cut the sleeves off. Look at the Google. Pictures come up. Gucci pussy bow. Gucci pussy oh, bow? Yeah, yeah, pussy bow. It's the real. What the fuck is this? It's the real nomenclature. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Pussy bows everywhere. <laughs> Wait, let me see this. This was a $630 pussy bow dress. <laughs> the adventure tie doesn't sound so bad. What about the adventure tie pussy bow and arrows? Wait, set? why is it called a pussy bow? 
<laughs> I don't know. It sounds like placebo, kind of. Oh, it's for pussycat bow. Uh, it's a style of neckwear often worn mm-hmm. with blouses. It's what does it have pussy- to do with a pussycat? Just because it looks like a, a, a little uh, collar? The, the, it's very common in cats. They, <laughs> as they age, they get a bow around their neck. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, That's I don't know. I don't know. That, it seems like a leap there with going. I to love that, that word, pussy. Like I can't say like, 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 grab her in the pussy would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if I was like, hey man, did you grab her pussy last night? That would make me feel uncomfortable. But I love calling someone a pussy. Like it's just such yeah. a great. It's a great word. Hey, what, what did you think? What did you guys think about locker room talk? I love it. I love the term. I locker love the term. term. Sounds it's like a, it sounds like an R. Kelly album. Yeah, locker room talk. <laughs> locker room talk. Sounds like a shitty talk show somebody's trying to do where they're going to be real edgy, but it like fails. Hey, guys, it also sounds like locker room a talk. terrible podcast, like locker room talk podcast. Oh. Let's talk football, but let's talk titties at the same time. <laughs> it's locker room talk. So that last hit, what were you thinking about? I was thinking about grabbing him in the pussy. What's up, guys? What's up, grabbing the pussy is a that's the I don't who's grabbing pussies, dude. Who's I'll just, tell you what. I'm I'm like, I, like, I would say I'm, uh, I'm far east of like social norms. Like I'm a weird guy. I yeah. think weird thoughts. Yeah, your beard's all greased yeah. up. My beard's greased up. We don't know up. what you were doing before you got here. I never once thought of grabbing a girl in the pussy. Never. Like I never. And that, by the way, and I'm just saying, like, I never grabbed a girl in the tit. Like sexual, that sexual assaulty behavior. Yeah. The, but there are some guys. You know, you ever know the guys that like go to a bar and they. They uh, just try to kiss like ten girls. They just or try to kiss everyone. Asses yeah. and I knew a guy who was a yeah. big ass grabber. Yeah. Really, but it was like dangerous to be around because it's a crowded area. Anyone can get blamed. It's like, hey, yeah, dude, yeah it's a like, dude. Relax. And that was that. Was that his move? Is he grab their ass and be like, I don't know. Yeah, just did he go like, like shut the some of those fuck guys up. grab the ass, but like go finger between the cheeks style. I don't know. I never. Thing. I just always try to keep it. Dip. You never know whose boyfriend's he, uh, right there. Who's but, th- but we're not saying this for propaganda sake. Like, no. that's the thing that's upsetting is, like, we're saying it legit. We really don't grab women in the pussies. No, that's not a move. I, I, Ever. I don't just, think that's any move. I like you, athletes. You can touch the pussy. That's, like, your third move after yeah. you've gotten the okay that it's cool to kiss. But here's here's the thing. What were you going to say? I like how athletes had to come out and be like, look, this isn't how locker room talk really is. <laughs> we're like, homo- people are like, how dare you, NFL? <laughs> well, guys, we're homophobic. That's what we talk about. This Trump's rooted locker talk. Not going to mention, we've, I've seen a lot of these NFL players. Something tells me there's some pretty crazy things oh, being discussed. <laughs> I guarantee. That's the thing that's frustrating about that whole thing about I don't. What happened to Billy Bush? Did he get fired? Uh, he's, on, he's, he's on suspension he's t- right he's, now. He's uh, talking, nego- like Dude, negotiating release. As I, yeah, as this thing builds, serious? there's yeah. no way that he's going to have. Here's a career. the problem. Have you ever? I, but I've been in that situation where someone says something bizarrely aggressive to you, and you just kind of have to go, oh, okay. No, but that guy, like that guy, was like a leech. Like he was, was like, he yeah, this is awesome. Like he wanted that interview with Trump so bad that he was like. Whatever Trump says, like I'm just when when he got out of the bus, he was like, like, "Give Donald a hug and then give me a hug." I'm just getting like real creepy, like yeah. He was just going above like a bottom feeder, you know. Just fucking, I'll do anything to get a story. I didn't realize he was uh, Bush's first cousin. Yeah, GW. Isn't that crazy? He's coming back into politics via his cousin. (laughs) What's going to happen to him? He's done now. One thing and he's done. One thing he did five years ago. I think he's done. I think he prays Trump wins and tries to get a job on the staff. (laughs) Dude, he'll land somewhere again. Is he getting kicked off Access Hollywood? He'll probably get like a, he could get a Fox News even though it's not what he does. Dude, look at Brian Williams. Brian Williams is toast. Doesn't do anything anymore. Is he not doing the the news anymore? I thought he came back. He does like MSNBC. 
But like oh, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. He was the lead anchor. Was it his daughter yeah. whose cornhole was on the show, Girls? Yeah. Oh, getting her. She was getting her she ass. She had eaten. Her ass eaten on. Yeah. Oh, dude, you didn't see it. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, dude, I'm talking. This was. I'm talking. Whoever filmed it, the even if they have that those fucking flesh underwear, like his face was in the asshole. Dude, I Can did. You imagine being an actor crazy. in that. It's like bury your. F- I mean, there's no way to fake that. You, you know what's scarier? Over it, your face is in somebody. You know what's scarier is being the boyfriend of the girl that has to get her ass eaten out. On I that. did a scene. I wish I knew this girl's name. I'd tell you her name. I wish I could remember this girl's name. I had to do a scene one time as an actor where I was pretending to have sex with a chick, and I was on top of her, and I was in my. I want to say I was in my boxers or in my underwear, and I was just. I just ha- and we were just dry humping and we were pretending to like have sex and I totally got hard. Like I <laughs> oh, yeah. legit got hard and I was like this is it. like th- and then I was like I'd be like I think we got it like cuz I didn't want her to see that I got ho- I was getting hard and they're like what about more? And then I'm like this is not fair man. I am I was rock hard and I was married with two kids. How do you stand up after that? I laid, I stood sat in the bed. <laughs> I had to sit in the bed and just go like so what do, is there any dialogue that like I just <laughs> stall sitting in the bed rock hard. Somebody I mean it happens a lot though. Oh fuck yeah. Supposedly Tony Soprano <laughs> got a big old boner in some of his sex scenes. Dude, I doing I I would I mean I I, I think cuz there's no acting in that. I mean, no, and it, it, it is real contact. I would it's be like, very hard that? eating out Brian Williams' daughter's asshole. <laughs> like I would, I'm sure I'd be like. Would you start improvising? <laughs> would you start improvising? Just jerk it a little bit. Like, I told hey, you about. I'm just, I'm just going with the seat takes. I me. told you about the time that I did the scene for the Shield. No. Oh, this is a good story. Michael uh, Michael Chiklis went to my high school. Did he really? Same as Jay Leno. Where did you go to high school? Andover High, Andover, Massachusetts. Really? Go Golden Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Chicklis played football for the team. I bet he did. Uh, they, we, Fullback? I was a few years behind both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Jay was a senior when I was a sophomore. Shut up! <laughs> you're, fucking, you're 64 years yeah. old. We, uh, we, did a scene, um, we did a scene for uh, for the Shield, and I had to play a peeping Tom. So, <laughs> so I got I dressed up so funny, in a DWP but... outfit. And I'm looking through a window, and I'm watching this guy fuck this girl. And so uh, I read the script. I get the thing. And then I, I go to shoot it that day. And I go get – I mean, I'm waiting there all morning for them to do my scene. I get in position. Uh, and the thing is, the two cops are going to roll up on me. One of them's a chick, and one of them's a dude. They're going to roll up on me, see me doing it. I'm going to try to run. They're going to grab me, and, and then they're going to bring me to the front door. And the whole payoff is that the – Guys, the guy, this black guy that's fucking this white girl, it turns out I'm her husband and I've paid him to do this. That I'm like, that's the scene. That's how you get off. That's how I get off. Yeah. So I'm looking in the window. I'm in the DWP outfit. I slide my hand inside my DWP jumpsuit. And in, in real life, I start playing with my dick. Like, just like I would if I was, I mean, I'm acting, but like, well, yeah. I don't know the difference between acting and then not doing the thing. Like, or do you like pretend to have your dick in your hand, or do you really? It's put the your same dick in your thing. Hand? You're going to see a hand motion. You might as well yeah, be might putting well it on your dick. dick. Yeah, <laughs> might as well get the meal and eat it. Yeah. So I'm kind of playing with my dick, trying to get it hard, looking at him. That, that there, you might be crossing a boundary, <laughs> trying to get it hard. And they pull up. The actors pull up, and the girl gets out of the car and goes, "Oh my god, cut!" <laughs> she goes, looks at the director, looks at Michael Chiklis, and he goes, "He's playing with himself." <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, "Holy shit, did I read this scene wrong?" <laughs> like. Because I, 
What if you're just a real gas man? Just yeah, going I like go. And I'm like, fuck, I'm, I, re- I read this scene wrong, and I'm like panicking. This is the first thing I've acted in that's big. Like, I mean, I, I was in like pilots and stuff, but this is legit going on TV. This is going to bring your peeping career, Tom career to a whole new level. I'm going to fucking you blow can the work fuck the up. rest of your life as a peeping Tom if this goes well. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. So they fucking call cut, and I'm fucking humiliated. Michael Chiklis and the director separate her she's like yelling at me as a disgusting she regular on the show she's a yeah she's one of the leads okay and she and she they separate us and they come over to me and they're like pull me aside and they're like listen great choice they're like uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna hold her in first position and we want you to play with your dick and and we're gonna get some tights some close-ups we're gonna zoom we're gonna pan we're gonna get all the shots we need we're gonna cover it that way and then when when they pull up just have your hand around there, but don't be touching yourself. Just have your hand around there, and then just don't – when she pulls up, don't be playing with your dick. And But we'll have it. Well, we're going to use that. We like your choice. So I go, okay. So they're like, all right. And so they hold her off position one. They're like, action. So I go up. I start playing with my dick. And I'm playing with my dick. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then like a minute goes by, and I'm like – I'm starting to get hard. And I'm like, okay, this is – like pretty fucking like how long is this gonna last and then like two minutes goes by i'm like are they just sitting behind the monitor going let's see how long it'll go and i'm like three minutes in going i'm about to come like what the fuck like this is this is aggressive and then finally i hear them go cut i'm like thank god and then we got done and then they used it and it's called breaking ice cracking ice is the name of the i gotta, episode. I gotta go home and, and netflix it yeah it's like uh it's like a it was that was probably the biggest acting, legit acting gig, and only serious I've ever done. That's great. Yeah. Did you have you, any speaking lines? Uh, or just jerking lines? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I think I said like, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, man. And then they open the door, and I'm like, honey, we tell them. I go, and then the, the black guy goes, "Do's with her," and she says, "He's my husband." And I go, "I told you." And then they uncuff me. You know what's the other crazy part is they put cuffs on me and I had a fucking panic attack. Legit <laughs> panic attack. This is like a nightmare. Because they put you. cuffs on me and I was like, oh, You're fuck. like, how am I supposed to touch my dick? They put cuffs on you and then they just d- didn't uncuff me and like we're waiting. And oh, I'm wait, like, you had to sit like that? No, we, like they like, they cuff me and then they're like, all right, we're going to reposition. And I'm like, hey, do you guys want to take the cuffs off me? And they're like, we don't have the key. And I was like, what? And they're like, I mean, we have it, but it's, we don't have it on us. Like they've got props, props have it. Yeah. I'm like, Huh? I'm like, how far is props? Like, what the fuck? And I started freaking out, and so it really played into the character of being scared. Yeah, no kidding. That sounds like it'd be perfect. Total fucking. (laughs) You know what you need is uh, one of those hardware stores was selling uh, peeping tom Halloween peeping toms, where some dude in a hooded sweatshirt, and you put it against your window, and he's looking in at you. Really? Yeah, but then they stopped selling it because people said the peeping toms were a. A real menace in their life. And yeah. All these people like, came Peeping Tom's old school. That and do you remember? Do you guys ever have like guys that came out of the woods and would jerk off in front of kids? Yeah, it was a dude in my town. Uh, this it was a, my I have a younger sister. A kid in her grade. Her father got uh, busted. Her father? No, uh, uh, my sister's classmate. A dude, a kid in her class. His father it was in the paper. Guy <laughs> got arrested. Shot his dick. What was the draw of that? I don't know. I guess it's just the compulsion. I don't know. Some some wrong wiring. That's uh we had a huge child molesting daycare scandal. The dude I went to school with, his older brother was involved in it. It was like Are you a serious? Mass, yeah. It was like fifty kids involved. The guy went to jail for like twenty five years or something. 
Ooh, it's a huge fucking crazy thing. I never got like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I never understood that. You never got into job molesting. Never got into job molesting. <laughs> it just wasn't for you. Hey, you're young, man. Yeah, give yeah. time. Don't don't rule it out. I never had like sexuality. Never defined. Like you know, like there was kids that were like the kid that like. Did you ever kid that? Was like tried not tried to teach you to jerk off, but tried to. You ever spend the night at someone's house? They were like, like pushers who were like, yeah, they were they were guys like peddling. Like, hey man, I'm not ready, dude. Give me some time. <laughs> You're not gonna jerk, jerk it. You're like Jesus. The 1980 <laughs> Olympics. That that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, is, is <laughs> spend the night at someone's house and him being like, you ever play with your dick? Play with your penis? And I was you know like, what, it's weird because now it seems like. You hear stories of dudes that jerk it together and stuff. Like in the eighties, that was not socially Wait, acceptable. Who jerks at all. it together? I just all the t- like people are super free about showing their dick to their friends oh, and I like. I don't have a problem with that. But like when you were a kid, though, like eh, I don't know, everything was pretty private. You weren't like jerking it in front of your Jer- buddies and dude, stuff. Jerking off when we were when I was in high school, that was like that meant you were gay. If you jerked off? If you jerked off, you were gay. Really? Like, <laughs> we know a kid who was from Compton, and he said, if you get caught jerking off, they'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> we're like, wait, what? There's like a jerk police? Like, <laughs> you better not be jerking off in there. Yeah, wait, like, where is he jerking off at that anyone would catch him? <laughs> he, I guess people, I, like, I don't know if they're beating on his bathroom window, being like, hey, man, you're jerking off in the shower. <laughs> Keep in mind, this guy is one of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life, and there's nothing to do with where, where he's from. <laughs> he's delivering groceries. Idiot. This guy also, also when you were delivering groceries. This guy's like, this guy hey, slipped man. in a pile of dog shit one night and he threw his pouch with all his money into the air and it went in a sewer grate he lost all his money in receipts and he came in covered in dog shit he also told there was fires in the hill in the hills he goes up to this customer he's like oh man i'm sorry you're gonna lose your house man to the per- to the woman whose house it is she starts like st- crying yeah. it says on the receipt do not let there were like five different customers. It's like, do not let so and so come here anymore. Shut the crazy. fuck up. Yeah. So he lost like he lost a couple hundred dollars in his pouch and all his dog shit, and no one believed him. Like you'd have to be an idiot to just you know lose your pouch and then what do you just smear yourself with dog shit? You clearly had slipped in it. What a fucking. But the moral is he claimed jerking off is against. Yeah. It was against the rules at least when he grew up. In but he also said that. Uh, a majority of people are robots, and uh, the Black Eyed Peas are all robots. So I don't know. I, just, I don't know what the Black Eyed Peas are weird as fuck. I don't know if they're robots though. I, I doubt they're technically robots. But he legitimately believed it. Should we open a bottle of like white wine or something? Uh, do you have a white wine spritzer? I don't know. I mean, I could sh- I could check. Yeah, you I'm guys carry the conversation. Okay, sure. Um, Birds in the right wine now. He's looking in the neighbor's window. Should be something like yeah. Something yeah, I don't want to get. I, I can't get crazy. Like, yeah. do you have any mescaline? I have Moscato. Do people do mescaline anymore? I don't know if you can get it. Can you? I don't even know what it is. I just like the name of I it. I think it's just a hallucinogen like mushrooms and stuff. Ari Shafir's probably done mescaline. What is that? Is that uh, champagne? Oh, Bert's uh, Bert's in his wine cellar right now. Uh, He's in the catacombs. Oh, you have a portable AC unit. Those are the best. Yeah, that is the fucking best. Bert, uh, he's oh, getting wine flutes that have a picture of his face on them. Uh, Those are adventure gla- wine glasses. Adventure <laughs> glasses. Hey, how, much, how much is the adventure jacket? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I have a fucking can opener. Bottle opener. Wine opener. He's looking for a wine opener, ladies and gentlemen. Just break the... Uh, Break the glass off the top of it, just fucking, and then f- 
sift some uh, sift the glass out. I say just drink the glass. When in doubt, <laughs> Jesus, how do those guys eat glass? How does it not shred your inside? I went to school with a kid who ate glass in middle school. But he was, was he a professional? No, he was amateur. He never got drafted. I mean, it must shred your fucking innards. He went on to to be in the armed services and came back uh, a little <laughs> little worse for wear <laughs> mentally. Is he still eating glass? I'm saying he's probably moved on. I think he. I I don't know. Uh, I wandered into him when I was in college, where he he detailed the firefight he had in Kosovo, and he's like, "What have you been up to?" And I was like, "Yeah, English class has been kind of tough this semester." (laughs) That didn't get get all the credits I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I have to take a phys ed class. That's a real pain in my ass. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pause. I'm gonna change batteries. Wait, real quick. Is this your is this your phone? Yeah. Oh, dude, you didn't listen to the guy on the plane. What? You have a cover on that. So shows a lack of responsibility. Uh, can I tell you something? Yeah, I've broken three phones since I last saw you. What? Yep, I've <laughs> broken three phones back to back to back since I saw you within like that a one ju- month period. That was that's back in July. Yeah, I've broken three fucking phones, and I gave up. I was like, I'm done. I broke the first what one. The fuck. And I was like, you know what? This shit happens. And then I went <clears throat> and I got it refurbished. And then I went to a party that weekend and broke it again. And I was like, are you, just you dropping fucking? it? Just dropped it. Are you kidding me? And then I got the, the screen replaced. You can pay someone to come to your house and just change the yeah. screen. Yeah, like that glass company. Yeah. And so I, he, I did that. And then I broke that one too. And that is right when I got the iPhone 7. I was like, fucked it. You know, it, it, I dropped this last night. I'm dropping phones like crazy. But I dropped this last night and I thought to myself, please don't be broken. I can't afford to fucking do this again. Like I'm spending so much money in fucking phones. <laughs> That's your overhead. And, did, and, you, <laughs> did you take all the cover or all the protective shit off of it? Like, because you saw that yeah. guy in the plane. And he told me, he goes, he goes, uh, I said, you don't have a cover in your case? He goes, no, I'm a fucking man. And if I drop my phone, and it, I, when, if I go to a meeting and I got a big otter box on it, no one's going to take me seriously as a man. I can't take her of my own shit. And it, I was like, it, fucking, it, it haunted him. It hit me so bad. <laughs> I took my case did. off my phone. And I go, oh, I took my case off. And I was like, that's you right. I'm throw a, it on the floor. I'm a fucking man. realize you're not a man. You're and then, not he goes, ready and then for this. I go, what happens if you break it? And he goes, if I break it, I buy another one. And I went, <laughs> and in my head, I was, I, and like, I just, I didn't know how much iPhones cost, really. I was like, yeah, what's well, 200 more bucks? I can fucking drop that. They're like 800 bucks. Yeah. They're you, expensive as shit. Do you have the insurance on it? We could buy a car for this. Yeah, now I got insurance on it. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. I got Geico. <laughs> I got, I've got more insurance on this fucking phone than you can imagine. This guy cost single-handedly cost you like $2,000. You were ready for it, about, dude. It cost me about $2,400. You know who that asshole. guy was? He worked for iPhone. <laughs> he <just> fucking, <laughs> he <laughs> pay him to fly around and tell people his fucking story. <laughs> He's like, like, we got another jump. <laughs> this fu- I, was, I was dropping phones like crazy. I wonder if there's a, a wine opener in there. There might be a wine opener in this bag. Fucking three phones, and I mean that's crazy. It, I mean, it's if you're a businessman, yeah, you're probably not gonna fucking drop your phone. But if you're out constantly, just fucking around, you know who's the worst? The guy who carries the phone on the fucking like horizontally on the waist. My brother does that. Does he? <laughs> yeah, that's a weak point. He has a fucking holster. Why though? Well, I don't know. He also has a gun on in the back too. So it's uh, <laughs> He's got a, so I don't know which. I wouldn't say it's... Does he ever reach for one when he's thinking about the no, other? No, I don't think so. <laughs> he goes to answer his gun? God damn it. Yeah, he, he just has the... He has the gun in the phone, so I don't if know. If Bird had a gun, he would constantly be dropping it and shooting his legs. <laughs> He'd be like, this you know, is my third like, gun this month. You know, I'd be like, where did I put my gun? <laughs> 
kids. Have you seen the gun? <laughs> oh, this is an okay. Let's take a let's take a break. Okay, we're gonna take okay. a break. I'm gonna get a bottle opener. We're gonna we're gonna extend the podcast. My manager's calling obsessively. All right, don't go anywhere. You won't know that this is a break. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Sorry, guys. Um, what's that? What are you gonna say? Oh, never mind. Hey, what happened to your chickens? They're right out. They're out there. They're, they're, yeah. Oh, I didn't see them. I thought they were. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I just walked into my daughter's by herself on her iPad, watch it in the house, uh, watching videos that people put together of dolls, like uh, the American Girl dolls, like stop motion. As like a joke or like for no, real? No, like for real. And now she's doing it with her fucking iPad. She's doing stop motion with her dolls. <laughs> and like she has them like she'll tape them going up the tree. Fucking bizarre, man. Like, like that, that a kid would be into stop motion at that age. <laughs> Crazy how easy it is now to get into, you know? Dude. I thought you were going to say she was watching your Peep and Tom episode of <laughs> Shield. <laughs> Dad? Oh, I love this. That's the microphone. I just talked into the uh, white wine. I love this feeling of having white wine in the middle of nowhere. Like, just like, for no reason at all. Just a glass of white wine. It's uh, it's pre Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur's tonight. Are you guys Jewish? I am. I'm getting no, ready to I fast. Dude. Oh shit! You got to get this done before midnight. Oh, I'm fine. Not midnight or dark, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm hey, fine. Hey, cheers, guys. Thank you for coming over and hey, doing thanks this. Thanks for having us, dude. I love having Always you guys. A pleasure, man. You guys fucking crack me up. Like, you we... know where I go to temple? By the way, sorry. Real quick interruption. The Laugh Factory is my home temple. <laughs> What? They have free services. Are you serious? <laughs> You're going God. for like 10 years. <laughs> Jamie? Is Jamie Jewish? Yeah, of course. He's he from is. Israel. Uh, I think that's what he... Some people have claimed he's Persian, but I don't know what he... He's Middle Eastern. Yeah? Nevertheless. But he has the Thanksgiving. Have you ever done his Thanksgiving uh, no. comedy spe- I, man, series? I had the weirdest interaction with Jamie when Buddy. I first started this business. Buddy. He, uh, I did my first showcase for him, and I did very well. And I thought it, I thought it went very well, but he... Uh, I, I got a deal out of it, and I did seven minutes. It was a seven-minute set. Or you did a showcase. You got a deal ICM. out of the – okay. At the Laugh Factory. I got a deal out of it. It was great. It was perfect. It, and then he just goes – he told Barry Katz, he runs the light, buddy. And I was like, I didn't <laughs> run the light. Christ. And then in my head, I and I know – I'm very – especially when you're young, you're very cognizant of the yeah. light. Like, I definitely run the light now. Like, I don't even know if there is a light. If you – if you, the, the light runners are usually people with power. It's rare to find a guy who's young who's like, I'm going to run yes. the fuck yeah. this. Or like, if they are, that you don't see them after like a year. Yeah, and I don't need to close the show strong anymore. Like, if I see the light, I, like in the OR, if I see the light, I just go, I just noticed it. It must have been on for two minutes. I'm off. And yeah. I just go, that's the end. Let's bring up the next comic. Yeah. But like, uh, but the, um, but he said, you run the light. And then some guy, I won't say his name, told me, I was like, I want to work at the Laugh Factory. And he was like, well, what you need to do is buy Jamie weed. I was like, what? He's like, buy him weed. Let him know you can get him weed. Oh, dude, there I got some of the worst fucking advice as a young comic. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, dude, when you, to do the open mic there, when you start out, like you can't swear at all. If they do, they'll start playing you off. The, you wait out there for like four hours. They would have an old man named Harvey. Uh, sit on the stage on a desk like he was your Ed McMahon, and he'd be like, "Whoa, you're treading on some dangerous water. Let's watch the leg." No, this is real. Yeah, no, true. he gives you a warning, and you do it again. He plays you off the fucking stage. Do so you wait real. out there for four hours to get this fucking spot? Because Jamie's philosophy is, you have to start clean in order to edit, to work dirty. 
and they would they would cut your mic. I mean, it was crazy. So yeah. I, they I'd, cut your mic. I did it a few times, and, and it was like a three minute on the nose. Like if you were, a, a yeah. three, Who does stand up in three minutes? If you're a second over, I mean, like the comedy store mic. mics three minutes, but like everyone runs. But you're a young guy. You're like, I have to get in at all these clubs, or I'm not going to make it. Do you think that 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 process is antiquated now? Uh, what the open mic? Yeah, I think it is now. I think I think it is. I think the world. Stand-up world is open to everywhere. Now. I think you look at it now with YouTube and, you're like, and everything else. Yeah, like you go, you uh, look at stand-up and you're like, "Does the the open mic system was like where you wait in line and go to do an open mic that was created when there was no alternative to yeah. getting on? Like there was yeah. no podcasting, there was no YouTube, there was no Vine, there was no Facebook, there was no none of this, and so you had to promote back then with flyers. Dude, on Russell the street. Peters came up to me, and that's how we met. Russell Peters came up to me and Patrice handing out flyers. Of himself, yeah, and we, and we were like, imagine that. I remember Patrice make, making fun of his flyers. Russell Peters was like, "You got to do something, man. I can't just stand here and not do anything. I got to do something." Guys like that, I'll tell you, I'm so envious. I'm saying like, I can't even tell you, I'm so envious of Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, of the way they have a, they have a hustle that's like unmatchable. He, and those he, are the guys who make the adventure jacket, while the rest of us just think of the adventure jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the adventure tie. Like, this is how our brains work, is we would think of the adventure jacket and then think, how do we make that funny? And then you come up with the adventure tie, and then you go, yeah. that was a that was not, not a waste of time. Yeah. I just found that useful. Yeah, but some guy's like, no, actually, I'm going to make the motherfucker. And I'm going to make money. I'm going to raise money. I'm yeah. going to find a fucking facility that can stitch That's it together. Zane. Zane's one of those guys. And so is Kevin Hart, man. Kevin Hart works his, say what you want about it, he works his ass They're off. All, Dude, they're, he works his fucking at, like you must have I, no free time at all. Dude, they, in the belly room, uh, thirteen years ago, they wouldn't even put them up on crack them up Thursdays. The girl that ran that was like, "Yeah, I don't really, um, I'm not feeling what you do." Like he would have to fight to get on up there. Are you serious? Yeah, but dude, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going everywhere." I'm doing my uh, my hour special airs November 11th at, at 10 p.m. on Showtime. Everyone write that 11 11 to 10 p.m. on Showtime. But I'm, do, you know, what? this is. I mean, I want to. Maybe Why I should go at 11. I, that's what I said, and they were like, "Well, if you want uh, five hundred thousand less viewers, we can do that." Because apparently, like, all right, ten. As, as, as the time starts creeping, people stop watching television and start going to sleep. <laughs> they, they don't watch what? it. They don't record it. Wait, yeah, where they get that statistic? The uh, <laughs> not to mention, also, everyone's going to watch it on demand anyway. Uh, well, well, let's hope they watch it on Showtime on the go or whatever Spoiler it's called alert. or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever it is. Do you let's just hope shirt off. Yeah, one hundred percent shirt off. You always shirt off every. Set? I have. I don't do it at the store. I have done it at the store. I don't do it at the store. You know, do, um, you, do you need like a specific length of time of set in order to? Usually, I'd. I'm much more comfortable instantly when I take my shirt off. So like, I would do it every time I, I, if I could. I just feel silly taking it off in the belly room to do eight minute story or like I feel yeah. silly yeah. taking it off in the OR to do 15 minutes and then. But like, I had to take it off one time because I was so nervous following fucking. Uh, was was Judd Apatow? following Talish and Apatow that I was so nervous I was like I was like you're in your head just do what you do and that that is shirtless and then I just took it off and I was like here we go there we if go you go into a pitch meeting is it shirt off uh, I've done shirts off you've pitch done meetings. shirt off <laughs> you yeah. walk you you sit in the waiting room with no shirt on walk or in, you no, take, walk in take my shirt off sit down and pitch <laughs> I sold a show do you think I, it's, has it become a crutch <laughs> no maybe maybe a little bit it has been a little like bit in, like, that, in that like once you take your shirt off they go fucking nuts like, like when you if you rip your shirt off on stage, and just walk up and then just look at them and just rip your shirt off, I mean it is a fucking roar. Like, yeah, 
I've had it now where dudes are watching me with their shirts off. People in the show take their shirt off when I take my shirt off, That's... and everyone's sitting shirtless in the stage. And then has a the, woman done it yet? As, yes. And at the after party, almost everyone's shirtless. Really? Yeah. Like it's a lot of people's shirtless. I was in Philly this week. So but, if you were Kevin Hart, you'd have a tearaway shirt and pyrotechnics going off every time you did it. If I was Kevin <laughs> Hart, I wouldn't be as fat as I am. <laughs> He's his. He doesn't have a lot of place to put the weight. He's his pretty so, small. So, oh, this is what I was going to say. Like you eat. I mean, I think we're all on the same page. We're like, you think you get like. Uh, an hour special at Showtime or at Comedy Central, that there's going to be this whole marketing team behind you to help promote your shit. Nope, it is you. Really, it is you. That I mean, now if you're Sebastian, it's them because there's a lot to be made yeah. off that. But like, if you're just one of the one of the fifty guys, let's just say fifty guys that they put in for our or women and men that they give hour specials to, I, I'm just guessing. I'm do, I'm sure they do one a month, two a month. What do you think? Yeah, they probably do ten a year. Probably, 10, probably maybe more. more than that. I would say maybe twenty a year. Do they give years? deals, or is it just one? Just a Showtime special. Sebastian seems to stick with them. Well, they uh, they they've offered it to me to do another one, but it's kind of like a, a soft offer. Got like it. like a hey, we don't go anywhere. We're really yeah, yeah. invested in you. I, but I mean, I'm sure if if no one watches my special, they, they'll be like, it's offer is we rescinded. forgot we said that. Yeah, but uh, but like. Like, I'm taking it to the next. And maybe this is what you have to do right now, but I am editing uh, promos for my special. I'm editing them. I'm getting the footage of my special and editing promos for my special. They don't have. A guy. <laughs> can you hire a guy to do that? I can hire a guy to do it, definitely. But, like, as far as what comes with the promotion of my special. Did you shoot wow. them? Like, like, unless. Now, listen, I can. They also are promoting the special. They have invested interest in it, but they're not going to do what I would do, which is make five different promos to release every day the daily building up to the 11th you know on put them on instagram the same thing was at travel channel i would ask for stuff and they'd be like huh like we like they didn't even put commercials out for birth conquer there weren't even commercials they were like people find it people find it really dude even though they've invested money in this they've invested money in it but they haven't invested money the way they have in the in the the known hits so like andrew zimmern is a quantifiable fucking hit for that network people want to see him eat whale pussy they that <laughs> that's what they and they're tuning in in droves that's what they love so when andrew zimmern has a new show out it is it makes fiscal sense for them to promote it yeah it's a hit it brings people to the network it keeps people to the network people that watch that watch other shows but with like my shows always i don't i don't think i've had a commercial for one of my tv shows on travel channel in three years like like a commercial like I mean, they, they've had commercials, but not like a a press push. Yeah, and so like, I feel like where a guy like Kevin Hart invests in is in like a marketing team for him. Like well, he Kevin, invests his money in getting people to market him. Do you feel like like I feel like Kevin Hart is the kind of guy that is the new business paradigm where he just goes, he's like. His movie, where are they? Not where Dude, are they now? That's in a fucking like a, a arena stadium. It's like eighty, ninety thousand fucking people's. But he filmed he it. He paid of. for it. He financed it. He found the ba- like he did it all. He did all of it, and that's the new paradigm. I guarantee you, he's promoting it. He's doing the fucking FaceTime. Yeah. Seems like Louie really got that ball rolling. Of like, I think it's always been there. I mean, look at Tom Cruise is a guy who always like. 
the thing is, your life though has to live and breathe. Every moment of your day is wrapped around that career. But it seems like in stand it's a question of whether you want to do that or not, and that comes down to your quality of life. Some people's quality of life then is enhanced by the fact that their career is a twenty-four hour a day thing, and other people are like, nah, I can't live like that. It's not I think though, in stand up, it's definitely the DIY era in terms of like put your own shit out, make your own shit, podcast yourself. And you yes. just got to do it. And, it's, and a lot of it's free, but it's like you have to do you it. You have to do it. You have to do it all yourself. Like, that's why we, we talked to my agents at UTA, and they're like, you edit your own podcast? So I was like, yeah. When I started the podcast, I just bought the gear, and I was like, I guess I got to figure this out. Like, that's the crazy – this business has changed so fucking drastically. That's why I look at, like, open mic lines, and I'm like, might as well – you – if you want to get – if you're listening to this right now, and you're thinking, I want to get into stand-up, well, you – also better really be want to start a production company yeah because that is what you have to do you have to do your own production company to fucking be in this business dude dude, we're writing a movie right now we're gonna film ourselves you have to it's like there's There's, no other route there's there's no one that's gonna pay for anyone to make a movie ever anymore without you being a name no exactly that just doesn't exist you're not gonna get a movie star but if you you can make something for a hundred grand that's that's if you're creative enough and you're clever enough. You can make a good hundred grand movie. How are you guys going to fund the fund the movie? Uh, we have some avenues that we can pursue. We have some relationships. Reach with some out to people. comics and see if comics will throw in some fucking. We, we loot. have some relationships with some people that um, kind of their thing is getting money for things. Really? So if you if people will take a chance, if you have like we have enough of a directing background and writing background where we can get a hundred grand that we yeah. can get. If you want to go over that, you know, if you, you're not going to get a million dollars to make anything unless you have like, like you unless know. you prove you can make money back. And obviously, you know, you need to have a script, that, you know, if they like. Yeah, it has to be like an idea where like, oh, okay, yeah, if the script's good enough that even if they fail as a director, it'll probably be something that we could sell to somebody. Can I tell you what you should do? You should just write in in a script one day. Where you guys both fuck a girl in the script, and then just shoot that, and fuck these, and bring in porn stars and fuck them, and then just be like, it just ended up on the cutting room floor. We've written a lot of stuff like that, and we've had to be very specific, like, hey, this isn't going to be us doing. We've had a lot of people turned off. No, we we actually had some porn stars in something that we filmed, and it's 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 not as cool as you think. Very weird, really. Yeah, it was awkward, and it came with a dude handler, like it was just very odd. It was not like they don't just show up by themselves drunk. No, no, yeah. we're, like, we're, like, we're so horny right now. No, yeah. It was They're for like, the web series we did with Ren Azizi, Daddy Knows Best. Yeah. And uh, Ren Azizi was when he had moved to New York. So his place here, he had a buddy of ours living in it, a comic. And it was all in his bed. And this guy was not. These four stars are just in his bed. <laughs> and these girls were like, we needed them. That, we, we ordered them that day. Wait, like, the same they, day. Did, like, they, did they fuck? They were like bottom of the barrel. No. No, but, but they were. The yeah. Somebody. Uh, or somebody hit us up on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, those girls! I've seen. I saw them doing some filthy, filthy oh, shit, like really? double anal and some shit." Like we had that. to have them say lines, and it was porn star delivery, and you just yeah. couldn't break them of that habit. Oh, we in were. your mind, you're like, "They're just going to be fun and bubbly," but no, they were. They were dead. They were so. dark and dirty, and <laughs> it's the thing that sucks about porn stars is they're like probably the same with comics though. It's like I'm sure there's a lot of people that meet. Louis C.K. at drop-off to pick up his kids or whatever. And they're like, he wasn't funny at all. He was kind of melancholy. Yeah, you're like, these chicks aren't fucking anybody at all <laughs> yeah. at the grocery store. <laughs> we, why aren't we seeing their... Savannah Sampson is the exact opposite, by the way. Savannah Sampson is everything you want out of a fucking porn star. She's you ready? Know who she is? No. Oh, you know who Savannah Sampson is? No. Do you ever see, do you ever see um, One Night in Paris? No. Part six? No, is it... 
Savannah and Rocco in Paris. Rocco Freddy's and Savannah. Oh, Samson. I know that guy. Jesus Christ. Dude. Yeah, that guy will fucking do some damage. That guy, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That guy definitely is comfortable with lo- locker room talk. Yeah, he, has an, he has an adventure dick. Dude, he that has guy, an that adventure. That guy's grabbing pussies with his cock across the room. Gagging out people. Yeah. Like like it's a He's fucking... A like if, if it's a UFC. Like he does... Man... Yeah, if he is was the, the UFC, guy? his move would be tapping guys out. Is that out. the guy who sounds like he's deaf when he's dirty talking? You know who I'm talking about? He, like, kind of mumbles. I don't have the volume on loud enough to, like, <laughs> yeah, really know what the fucking dirty talk is. I need some I volume. Do, it's One Night in Savannah, I think it's called, or One Night in, uh, one night in Paris. Is this, her, is this her biggest hit, or is there about uh, 1,500 other movies that she may have been in? Dude, I'm telling you, I want to say the right name so people can go see it. It is... Uh, it's one of those porns that you start watching, and you then... You watch I'll, the whole movie? I... I had to. What? <laughs> oh man! Like the story <laughs> grabbed you. I had a so buddy like, like that in so college. So there's a backstory to this. So she was not a porn star. She worked at Scores in New York, right? Okay. And she goes on Howard Stern and says, "I want to get into porn, but the first person I want to have sex with is Rocco Sofredi's." I'm really, and she got a husband and kids and everything. Wait, she has kids? She has kids and a husband and everything. She lives in Long Island. I want to do a porn. I want to do it with Rockets Freddy's. Rockets Freddy's is like, fuck it. Meet me in Paris. We'll shoot a scene. Me, you, and another girl. So she flies out to Paris. She's, by the way, this is all my rendition of what I remember of the story and whatever I've seen. I hope she so brought the kids with her. So if I'm wrong, did you watch this on the uh, director's commentary? <laughs> no, no, this is a bit. You ha- I'm telling you, you have to watch this porn. So it's oh, one on, night in on. Savannah. It's I'm finding it Paris right now. Paris in Savannah. Savannah. Dude, she should be a sponsor. She could pay your exorbitant while fee. You, while you look it up, by the way, in this movie, we've written a, a role for Girth Brooks. Oh please, <laughs> Girth Brooks would love to be in this fucking movie. Savannah Sampson. This is what she looks like. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, really hot. Yes. Really hot. Yes. I did a show with her. Um. Is she the, there's a Savannah who since has gotten out of porn. Is that no, her? yeah, that that was that other lady. The original who, Savannah? Yeah, and then she, she the got a little bit the older. Movie, she was married to some like Romanian guy. The ma- name of the movie is Rocco Meets, M-E-A-T-S, Ooh. Meets an American Angel in Paris. Clever. Okay. They put a, should have put so, a V on that meet. So it starts with like, it starts with like her blowing him, but then you you really... You get the vibe that he's like halfway in. You get the vibe, and there's another girl doing it. The other girl's like kind of showing her what to do a little bit, and then then you get the vibe that Rockers Freddy's is mad at her. Like you, it almost is like he starts like gagging her, and she, he's like, "No, no, no! You take it, you take it, you take it all, you take it all! Come on, you take it all, you take it all!" This is like, like a porn tutorial, dude. It is so aggressive that like there's a point where they take a break after the first of after just oral, just oral. And he looks at her and he goes, you ready for more? And she, she's like wiping the oh. tears off her eyes, but not crying, but not crying. But like, like, yeah, from the like gagging. she's been gagging and she's, and you, and you realize you haven't been breathing for five minutes that you've been like holding your breath going, oh my God, oh my God. And then he goes, you ready for more? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, she's going back in. And they haven't even started anal yet. Like it is. Oh, they're going into anal? Dude, it, it is so fucking aggressive. And that is how she got her start. And that movie was like, it broke her. Like, it, it broke her spirit. No, but I think it broke her in the sense that she just broke her like, asshole. She was like, I'm, 
I'll be that hard. It was the first like gonzo porn I've ever seen of like, and it was like hard as fuck. And then she went on and like we, we ended up doing a di- we did a. She's show still married. No, I don't think so. <laughs> she, she has a vineyard. What? Yeah, she has a vineyard. Wine or pussy juice? Wine. It's just wine. <laughs> but she goes on, and we did a show together. Me, her, uh, Reverend Bob Levy, uh, a bunch of guys did a show out in Segura. Okay. Nick Thune. And Thune was in that? That yeah. seems like an odd pairing of that. It was back it was probably 10 years ago, not eight years ago. Okay. And so we all did it in, whatchamacallit, she just came on stage with me. I was shirtless, of course. And she just was like, <coughs> she's like, you want to see my pussy? And I was like, on stage, I'm like, huh? And she just shows it to me, and I'm like, holy fuck, she is like, the everything you want a porn star, she brings to the table. Okay. You know what, though? Sometimes it's like when they're so aggressive, it's a real turn off. Like, hey, look not, at this not, pussy, and look at, I'm like, I'm not into the rough, the rough gonzo porn, that kind of like, yeah, no, 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 I don't like, it kind yeah. of turns me off, and I don't, I don't think I knew what I was watching when I was watching it, but man, you gotta, you gotta watch it just because there is a point where you go, I can't watch this whole thing. Do you think it was, is there a sense of like... Hazing involved. Like, Welcome to the big leagues. You're, you're like she wants to. She wants to get her break off of me. I'm gonna fuck. I'm That's not a weird thing down. to be like. Hey, yeah, though. This is how. This is how we do it in the fucking pros. Yeah, it's like, like welcome to the big leagues. It's it. That's exa- That is exactly what it's like. Rocco Sofredi's saying, "You want to be famous? I'll show you what we do." And you can see the other girl. The other girl doesn't get it that bad. And you're like, you're like he brought her in. Like it is fucked up. I always make a joke about Rocco Sofredi's. Uh, I ran out of air at. Uh, at like ninety feet in Fiji, and or no, I ran. Let me rephrase that. That is that did happen to me. But that's not the reference. I watched a girl die at forty feet. My my dive buddy because she sucked in water at forty feet. And you can't just get to the top at forty feet. Yeah. And she started choking at forty feet and ripped her regulator out and started panicking. And the dive instructor who was with us, I would say, jammed in his alternate air source into her mouth like Rocco Sofredi's, like just oh. and. And then hammered her with air, just so that she was forced to breathe in oh. and cough it out. Jeez. But it was fucking, dude. It was one of the crazier things I've ever That's fucking crazy. seen. That's why I don't die. Yeah. That's a I'm not a water guy. Diving's fucking intense. Because there's a moment where you're like, yeah, oh, you, this is fun, and then you're like, oh, but I could totally die, dude. If if you anytime you're below like ten feet, you could fucking die, dude. At ten feet, you could die. Yeah, I mean, at ten hey, feet, you're you're done. A, I I watch someone panic in a pool. And you're like, this is not, not going well. Not. They have those dudes who join, like, who want to be Navy SEALs, but, like, you know, just are terrible swimmers, and they have that test where they, like, fucking throw you in. Jesus, Birch is fucking, you just, you treated <laughs> just that, put that one like, down. It was, like it was, like, it was like some, I was rocking some pretty. Yeah, you, 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 you're like, welcome <laughs> to the, the big leagues wine. Welcome to the big leagues wine. <laughs> White wine. You've been drinking at book clubs. <laughs> fucking, I put you down for breakfast. <laughs> You really own that. I feel like my voice is getting deeper the older I get. Are you, Are you smoking? Cigars sometimes. Dude, I People do that smoke. too. It's the dry air, man. Is it? Like, I feel like my voice just keeps getting deeper. But guys who smoke weed too, I notice uh, a lot of voice, like, scratchy. But like you, Ari? Yeah. Ari's, Ari's voice, if you listen to it, like, Ari's ten years ago. high pitch, like a teenage girl. Hi. <laughs> oh, let's pick up these Mexicans. Get them in the back of the truck. <laughs> now he's like, hey, uh, uh, heavy handshakes uh, are appreciated. <laughs> Ari, I talked to Ari the other day on the phone, and it was like... Is he in Cambodia right now? No, I, he's, I think in, he's New in New York. York. He's in New York, and we're, uh, I'm coming out to New York, and I was like, I was like, I want to do, do podcasts like this, where I bring in... I like two people, because I feel like the conversation flows a little... I'm, I'm trying to figure out what works on my podcast, and the Bill Burr and Tom Skura one 
And granted, it is Bill and Tom, they're very big names, but it really worked, and I think people liked the... Three's a good dynamic, it really is. Three's a great dynamic, and so Three's I said, company. To, said to Ari, he's like, well, let's me and Renazizi come in, we'll get fucked up, and we'll do a podcast late night, and I was like, oh, cool. I was like, when? And he was like, oh, I'm not going to be there until November. You know, so I was like, okay, well, we'll do that then, but I'm trying to figure out, so I, was, I reached out to you guys, I was like, because, I mean, the first podcast, every time I talk to you guys, it's very seamless. Like, I feel, I also feel like I'm not... Even though I am kind of monopolizing the conversation sometimes by talking a lot, but like I feel like with two people is justified because two people could have cut me off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As opposed no, to I, one person, me ranting in my. And there's a lot of give and take. I mean, there's times where we monopolize the. Con- you know, I mean, I think it's, that's just, yeah. It's, and it's just, a, there's a flow to it. A free flow. It's uh, it's just, this isn't beers with burp, but this is wine with burp. It's, it's, it's white wine. We, it's do a we whole need to new open take. Bottle. I think we do. It's a classy new take. Uh, we will be here. Let me pour a little bit here. Getting ready, gearing up for my Yom Kippur fast with some wine, staying hydrated. So do your parents call you up and they're like, "Honey, uh, my brother lives in Israel, so he's uh, so your brother's like he's, really Jewish. He's like, he's I think he's taking the moniker of Super Jew. I don't think he has powers, but yeah, he is. <laughs> he's very observant. Uh, I'm very I'm less so, but I'm more cultural. But I do I do do the high holidays. It's odd because yeah, you you I don't affiliate you with any religious <laughs> activities at all until like these couple of uh, weeks when I'm like what? Wait, I'm like a white belt Jew. You know, there's different levels, and I'm pretty low. But you, could, you've never advanced up. You're just like no. you're happy at white belt. Yeah, I like, like my he's... white belt status. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was on a dating website, and this chick saw I was Jewish. And she's like, oh, are you going, are you going to do anything for uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? And I was like, yeah, I go to the, I was like, it sounds weird, but I go to the, the Laugh Factory. This comedy club is a free service. And she's like, oh, can I come with you? And I've never met this chick. And I go, yeah, that's fine. That's and fine. so she goes, can I come with you no. for Yom Kippur? And I don't think I ever told you this. To O'Neill, uh, and it's a holiday where I fast. And I was like, do you fast? And she's like, yeah. Which is like, so A, you're starving. <laughs> Two, like, <laughs> I, already, I already feel like there's nine ways this can go. Two, you're terrified. Like, you have constant bad breath because you haven't eaten anything. Can you, you brush your teeth on Yonka You can, but like. But you can't have a mint. You, or I anything. mean, I guess you Does can. Does the whole laugh factory just smell like bad breath? <laughs> People do pass out sometimes. And it's great because they're like, is there a doctor here? Like 50 guys stand up. And you're like, it's a pick whose degree is the best in the room. <laughs> yeah, but your breath, even if you brush your teeth, it's terrible breath because you haven't had anything to eat. Yeah, all your acids are just bubbling up. Yeah, and you're just yeah. miserable. And so I, I go meet this girl. And of course, it was fucking packed. We had no seats. So we had to stand the whole time. No food. No food. What you, what you, you can't talk because people I mean, are... you talk a little bit, but it's like, it was terrible. I never saw her again. It was, was she hot? Uh, I mean... She was attractive, but I just, you know, I met... Did was, you guys fuck afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> I went on a famished fuck. Could you fuck her on your Did you pass out while you were fucking? I mean, uh, I don't know if uh, uh, like a very observant Jew... You can't eat that pussy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That counts. <laughs> Wait, what's the kind of Jew that can't uh, open doorknobs on Saturdays? That's uh, if you observe Shabbat. Shabbat? But is that... Well, you can open a door. Is that a Hasidic? No, just if you're observant. Or that's just an observant. Yeah, that's like, just one observant wait, wait, Jew. So it's not, it's not just... Because there were, there were uh, Orthodox Jews, too. Like, you can't turn on lights. You can't turn on a stove. You, you can't, can't answer a, phones can't or anything. You can't drive a car. Yeah, but you can definitely bother the fuck out of your neighbor to do it. Because we had these guys in our fucking in our building when we Leanne and I lived on Detroit Street that would leave their door open on Shabbat and then be like, huh, "Can I trouble you to turn on our stove? Set it Shut to four twenty-five." Oh, and you're like, all the time, and you're like, "Yeah," and you'd be like, "Okay," and then you do it for him. You mind real quick? 
opening that cabinet, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? You come me? back in 20 minutes and shut the stove off. You start when you start like. Like, uh, listen, if you're Ari Shafir, stop listening right now. <laughs> Is this when you lived on Detroit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start hanging out with enough Hasidic Jews, you start getting Ari's personality a little bit. <laughs> does that do that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, it, like there, like the Hasidic <laughs> yeah, Jew yeah. in Ari is just under the surface. It runs deep. It runs fucking <laughs> yeah. deep. The weird shit he does, where you're like, the fuck, man? Do you not have like a like a, a fucking edit button or a social grace? Like, what the I don't f- know. If that, I don't know if it's that. It's a, no, it's. I'm telling you, I was in line with these. Uh, Hasidic Jews, and they were just like, they were like, it was, uh, I forget where I was. I was out of the country, and they were just like, they, the kids just like were in line at the airport, and they just walked in front of the guy in front of them. And then the dad goes, Excuse me, I'm gonna need to get with my kids. And then he got with his kids, and then they did it to the next person, and they kept just walking to the front of the line. And I kept watching it, and I was like, That's an Ari Shafir move. Like, just going, like, Excuse me, sorry, I didn't even know. I, I just didn't know. Yeah. Like, fucking. No, it's like if you had an anarchist that was a Hasidic Jew, that's Ari Shafir. Like that. He's like, I can't fucking. You totally forget he was a straight up Hasidic Jew. I think he was Orthodox. I thought he was acrylic. Is there such thing? An acrylic? acrylic? An acrylic Jew? Was he a paint? He was an acrylic Jew. He's a stucco. He's a stucco Jew. You rub a brush against Ari's body. Can you imagine Ari doing anything other than comedy? No. Uh, I can see, see him running like a bakery or something. <laughs> you see him running a bakery? Would you guys like some muffins? Uh, that, uh, that bread is uh, three days old, so it's I can half see price. Him, okay, this is going to be a stretch. I can see his body language being a tailor. <laughs> like that, you know that like arms crossed, like looking at you going, they need to come up a little bit. Like, like that arms. And like yeah. grabbing your gut extra long. Yeah. Like, so the, or like uh, owning a shoe store. Uh, I'll check and see if we have that at 11 and a half. Uh, it could be the most effeminate gym teacher of all time. Uh, <laughs> he could be a lesbian gym teacher. He could be a lesbian gym teacher. Uh, come on. Let's, uh, let's see you guys use the soap in the showers there. Uh, Welcome to he, the roast of Ari Shafir, ladies and gentlemen. He is, uh, he's an interesting fucking guy. He is. By the way, it was great seeing you in Montreal. Yeah, it was great hanging out. That was fun. You really were you fun. were in full Burt mode up there. You were really trying to get it going. It was a weird scene. I'd never been there. Like everyone, every comic like in the country is in this one hotel bar every night. Yeah, it's a bizarre. <laughs> and there's like people who you know probably don't like. Some people don't like each other. And there's like a real New York, L.A. fucking rivalry, Tupac rivalry. Like, there's not a lot of mixing that goes on. There's not. Ari's like Man. the one guy because he's by coastal. Who kind of bridges gaps, but like I didn't talk to. Anybody. He's like the ambassador. He's it's, like the comedy ambassador. It's so weird. We went to that. I don't want to get too into this, but I will say you're right about that. That North East Coast West Coast because I I've always been. I started in the on the East Coast. Yeah. So I know like the all the East Coast guys like I either started with that are now you know like. Like I, I just know them, and and then I, I I do the road so much over there that a lot of them had worked with me on the road. And Ari's an East Coast guy, but I'm such a West Coast guy in who I am that all my real good friends are all West Coast guys. Yeah, like you guys, Renazizi, Ari, Joey, Joe, like all that whole posse, Buns, Steve, Segura, like Steve Byrne, Steve Byrne, like yeah. like the all the comedy store. Uh, improv guys yeah. are all my real friends. Like, Which makes I'd, sense. I mean, it's where you live. Burn was it, a New York guy, too. But, he was yeah, a was a New York guy. New York guy. The, the first night we went to that storytelling show, I was sitting next to Renazizi, who is hardcore West Coast. 
Like he, even though he's from out there, yeah. But he's West Coast. He's the fine West Coast. And I remember someone coming up to me and like, um, "So do you do you not hang out with like the East Coast guys anymore?" And I was like, "What?" Like I just was happened to sit at the bar, yeah. And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Is that like, are you?" <laughs> Say your thing. And it was like so weird, and I was like, "Oh shit!" There is like a weird kind of <laughs> rivalry because we're you know we're very different artists, East Coast comics and West Coast comics. They seem to take. They seem to. Th- Think their artistry is higher for because some if you they think if you come to L.A. you're actually you want to be an actor or a writer I that, I and a comic. When I lived in New York, they're like purists. When I, when I lived in New York, I'd come out here and I'd be like, these comics aren't comics. Like I'd be like, they're comics, but they they're only comics until they get something and then they'll never do it again. Yeah. East Coast comics are like, no, I'm a comic and that's all I fucking do. Like, well, he, I, but but I think things have changed a little bit. But Ari, since Ari went to the East Coast, he's become like. Insanely comedy, uh, fucking police and everything. Really? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, before he went out there, he was, you know, he was into stand up. But now it's like, it's 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 live and die stand up, and oh, like really is. just breaking it down to the minutia of it. You know, really? Yeah, more than he ever did out here. I think too, business wise, in this day and age, to only do stand up is. It's tough. It's it's a tough it's a it's tough a, road to take. Unless you have a t- yeah, unless you get a TV show like our you know based off stand up. Yeah. It's uh, you know, to to up your road rate and all that stuff. I mean, it's fucking tough. I was t- I worked with a very very funny dude um this weekend, Doug Smith from the East Coast from New York. Um and I but it's interesting who he doesn't know. Like like who he knows and who he doesn't know. Like, you know, like, that was that was the bizarre thing is, like, Segura. I, like, we all know Segura. Like, every, I, I don't think anyone does he didn't know. know Segura? He knew him, but he didn't know him. Like, yeah. he knew of him. He's like, I know of him. But in my head, I'm like, you don't wait, you don't know him? Like, that's so odd to not know someone that doesn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or, like, Rogan. Like, everyone, we all know Rogan. Like, everyone knows Rogan. You see Rogan, what's up, Joe? It's fucking hang out, maybe end up out back with him. Fucking bullshit about fucking diet or or marijuana or poly, like whatever. You always just get caught up in those conversations. We oddly enough don't know Rogan really at all. But <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. No. When I so when I worked the phones at the comedy store, yeah. So Joe, this is when he just started smoking weed. Like he would call me and we would talk for like forty five minutes. Really? About, and I I was like new to the scene and like yeah. there were other calls coming in and I was like no I'm gonna just talk to Rogan here and just let like, we didn't answer any of the calls oh his and, his conversations the, the coolest thing I think about the story you know I'm like brand new to the story yeah, you guys yeah. know how it's weird I, it's weird that at this point in your career that you can be in your infancy you know what I mean somewhere oh it's dude it's the things the nuances that I find absolutely refreshing and exciting about the store you guys are probably like yeah that's why i don't hang out late night <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah exactly <laughs> like like but, you know you want to know something really fucking crazy do you want to know what and this is something that is very west coast and by the way i'm not trying to like pit west coast against east coast no at all and i don't want anyone to think that i'm trying to start a war i think comedy should be able to you know yeah. i think there are their pros and cons i think in on the east coast i think a lot of those comics since there's so much, so many rooms available, they almost do stand up too much. And I think on the West Coast, like you're very limited and you're doing other things, so I think you don't focus as much well, on po- stand up. Podcasting, I would I would argue, is a West Coast mechanism. Yes, it is. Podcasting is something that the West Coast took to very easily because we did weren't getting as many sets, yeah. so True. everyone started a podcast to kind of like keep themselves occupied or, or hang out and podcasting. 
the podcasting communities, and not, that's not to say Bobby Kelly, Jay Okerson, yeah. uh, Kurt Metzger, Seems like Sherrod a, Small. That's not to say those guys don't. They have massively successful podcasts. Seems like there's a lot more of them here. We all have podcasts on the West Coast. Yeah. We all have podcasts. <laughs> and adversely, one, one of the cool things I was going to share is like, I'm so uh, secret. I was wondering why those batteries were $1. I bought those batteries next door, and they're one dollar, and they're already dying. <laughs> like it's already down two thirds. I was like, "Well, that's odd." What kind of brand are they? Are uh, they a name brand, or is it just like new no. alkaline? Oh, just regular alkalines. <laughs> <laughs> and they were one dollar, and I was like, "I'm getting a deal." Uh, so, but uh, but podcast. I'm very intimate in my podcast, where I share a lot of things that I don't realize I say sometimes. But like one of the coolest things in the world is like when fans come up to me and they're like. It's, it makes me know that they feel like they know me, and they come up, and they're like, hey, man, congrats on the comedy store. And you're like, oh, like you they, guys knew yeah, how they, important it was to me. But like when some stranger comes up and goes, hey, man, I just – congrats. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But like that's one of the things that – Well, there's so many guys, too, that listen, and they listen to all of them, and they put all the pieces together of like – they listen to the Comedy Store podcast and just hear the history of the Comedy Store. Yeah. Then they listen to this guy and this guy, you know, and they put all the pieces together. And then they can – a lot of guys just go, holy shit, he got in there. I know the backstory of that fucking place and yeah. how, how crazy it is to get in there and all the shit that went down. It's just like an interesting phenomenon. People will come to the Comedy Store even late night for the spots we get. And, yeah, like, oh, I saw you on Ari's or I heard you on Ari's or I heard you on Burt's or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty crazy how much it's opened up. The world of stand-up. It's like, I think it's helped a lot. I think it has, too. Podcasting is, has made, I mean, the, the store's packed every single fucking night. It's, it's sold insane. out. Some night, two shows. Two shows, every room, and it's sold out, and it's, it's, I mean, you get done, and it's people who have just, like, like know us all from podcasting. Yeah. In like, lo- I mean, there are people now who love stand-up. Like, it's, it's, it's at a, a pretty boom period. I met a couple from Philly who's flying out to L.A. today. They're coming to see Joey run his hour in the belly room, which is crazy. crazy. They're going there. Joey's running his hour in the belly room. I don't know who's on, up in the OR, but if you know, I figure if I, you think I can get back and forth from the belly room to the OR, and I was like, look, I go, I don't know. When you get there, just go to the front and say you're a big podcasting fan and you'd like to see as much of the store as possible. I go, I, th- I don't know the deal, but I go, just tell them that. Tell them you'll pay whatever. They'll I'm help sure they'll, you yeah, out. They'll help you out. I was like, everyone's cool as fuck there. That that that. that the biggest is, problem with us is we go up so late that, like, you don't really know what you're going to get. Like, if people come to see us, yeah, you may be performing for four oh, fucking people, and tough, that's not going to be a great show. It's tough to tell someone, like, hey, come see me when you're like, I have no idea. It's almost like after the fact, you're like, oh, shit, I wish someone had, you know, like, oh, that went well. But beforehand, there could have been two people in there, and you're like, fuck. Well, let's go back to this great East Coast, West Coast war that comedy has um, <laughs> that we've now established. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't Pick happening. Pick a side now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> would you, it's would too you late. say that would, like, uh, like the, when, when Opie and Anthony were in their heyday? When they were still on terrestrial radio? Well, no, then they were going back and forth from terrestrial and serious or just started serious. The comedy cellar was at its peak. That's when like everyone was at the comedy cellar. And Patrice was alive. Geraldo was alive. And I think that, in, in my opinion, and, and now I'm nostalgic because because I started from the East Coast and those were all the people I knew, that was when the East Coast was in its heyday. Like when the East Coast was like, you, it, there, you couldn't top out. Like it, it was just that. And I think that's what made Ari move to the East Coast. 
We had, I think, too, you had all your TV outlets were there. Like, SNL. They just pulled, like, Conan was still in New York. Yeah. They had, you know, Letterman was in New York. All those guys would just go on those shows. Leno never had that many comics. So there wasn't a big, you know, so I think, and everybody, I think the street cred was all fucking, if you're a real comic, you were in fucking New York. You're on the East Coast. You're in That's Boston. When Bobby Kelly and I talked about it because Bobby and Bill both lived out here, and I moved out here. And I remember talking to Bobby. By the way, and, and if I'm wrong about this, I'm I'm wrong. I'm I I don't. My memory is horrible. So if Bobby says this never happened, then and Bill says this never happened, then it never happened. Bobby <laughs> Kelly's from yeah. uh, the city that borders my town. Really? He's he went Lawrence. to high school. With He's you. from Lawrence, Mass. I'm, it's should we switch it up to like a, a nice strong beer? Maybe. Sure. What, what kind of beer you have? I got these two really nice beers that are different types. But we get they fit great in a wine glass. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so but but I remember this is now this is if I'm going back on dates right, this is 2000. Bobby Kelly, me, uh, Matt Frost, and Vincent Nastri. Matt Frost is, uh, does comedy at CAA. Vincent Nastri has his own uh, management company out here now. Um, he re- represents Grace Helbig. You know Grace Helbig. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like a, he's a big Brian Scalaro, great comedy manager. We Daily Grace. A, we we uh, did, yeah, we did a show on uh, channel that she also had a show on. Really? Yeah, that was our web series. Daniel's best, my damn channel. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, that's where she got her, ba- her start. That was yeah. That was like what she got all her following. Like really, her, that was where she re- became huge. She's an interesting person. She was at Montreal. Was she? I'm sure. Yeah, she was yeah. in Montreal. She's, there was a. They were. They she's were, a self starter. Talk about a fucking do it yourselfer, man. Really? She's dude. She does like movies on her own. Like dude, all independently funded. She, she did fucking Dinah Girl and Wonder, Wonder Girl and Dinah, Dinah Woman. Did you see this? No. no. Uh, fuck it. It's not interesting. I mean, it is interesting to me, but I don't think anyone's. It's uh, you have to be like 43 and have lived in Florida, I think, to have seen it, because <laughs> it was like this whole Marty Croft era of superheroes, and he did Wonder Boy, uh, Wonder Boy, and Bigfoot. We're like super team, okay. And I, like, literally, I don't. I imagine myself as Wonder Boy. Like, I, it's my big obsession with speedos. Now, I was in loincloths and and moccasins or speedos and cowboy boots anywhere I went until I was like fucking twelve, like aggressively old. Like I was obsessed. Like pews are coming out of the top. Obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. Yeah, you might be a little too old for this loincloth. <laughs> Shit, like I just climb into a bush and just sit there for a little bit and in a, in a loincloth. Do you have siblings? Two sisters. Are they normal? Wait, older or younger? Uh, they're like. Do they oh, look at you like Bert's in his speedo again? Younger? Like- no, the, no. Everyone, no one looks at me like serious. Like my sisters and my parents look at me like, like I'm a fucking weirdo, <laughs> like a legit. <laughs> like a legit something's wrong with me because your family like, would either be like all fucking in costumes or like just you no you know no I mean? it was Wait, was man. that all your family uh, your uh, Nana's 96th birthday oh yeah no that was my that was my mom's side of the family okay but yeah like I was obsessed with it and Grace just did a movie called Dinah Girl and Wonder something but uh but anyway kind of an homage to that it was no it was a it was I think they got the rights to it okay I think they got uh, straight up they got the rights so Man, I am not focusing at all. Like, I need this. I had too much coffee today. You just got to run with it, man. We're um, all about running with it. We're the least focused so guys. Bobby Kelly tells me, he's like, we're, we're on this fucking camping trip. And he goes, dude, fucking, this is, by the way, this is a different Bill Burr than you know today. Like, this is, Bill used to be, like, just clean and, like. Wait, what year was this? 2000. Oh. 2000, two, he was, like, a clean. 
yeah, like he would not. I'm not saying like I'm not saying that was his act, but it was like he didn't talk about what he was talking about today. Maybe 2000, maybe like 2000, maybe 99. Okay. Well, you remember in the mid 2000s when he would come into the OR? Mid 2000s, like 2004. He was like he would he was doing uh, some he do like hilarious fucking bits, but like the OR audience was not like he would come in and he would bomb, and I'd be like, what the fuck? I was like, this is great. But it was so, and he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> so, so this is a aged in bourbon barrels, eleven percent alcohol. So it's a strong beer. So, but Bill, you so, want to pour it? You want to pour it on top of that? Or you yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice with a little bit of champagne residual in the glass. Look at that to the brim. I like the way you do that. I mean, make sure we have enough to share. Right. I think we've got plenty. So, um, but Bobby's oh. like, dude. <laughs> Billy's moving back to the East Coast. He's all about this fucking stand-up shit. It's like him and fucking Patrice, man. It's like, it's like, dude, what are you gonna do? You gonna do the fucking cellar? You gonna do the fucking Boston? You gonna do fucking Caroline's? I mean, fucking. If you want to make it, you got to be out here. And then Bobby was living out here with this chick at the time. And I remember Bill going back. And then I went back. I, was, I went to the Boston Comedy Club, which is where I started. I, I worked the door there. That was my but first the, ever comedy uh, spot. Did we talk about this already? I think we might have. Yeah, Turn around. That's the, hand, the flyer right there. Yeah. I used uh, to hand that out every wait, night. Maybe. What if he was on it and you never even noticed <laughs> it? Was it was my first ever <laughs> spot. They used to call me talent. <laughs> it, were you there? It was uh, the first night I ever performed. It was like Ed Helms' is like going away show because he just got the Daily Show. No. I, but was that a Monday night? It was like a bringer fucking open mic. Monday night. It was a Monday night. Probably it was. only performed on Monday nights it there. It was Barry Katz's club, right? Yep. Barry Katz's club. And I go back there. I'm with Barry Katz and Andy Cohen, who's my agent at the time. Andy Cohen, who does the E! show now? No. <laughs> I don't know what Andy does. Andy has a uh, company, I think, a production company. So um, a lot of Cohens. Cohen may be the number one L.A. name. Yeah. By well, the way, it means uh, it'll be hard to find one tomorrow, right? It's a powerful <laughs> atonement. Whatever. That's a powerful Jew name. It is a powerful. It's like of, of the tribes in Israel. That was like I think like Cohen's a, were the ki- most like powerful. A, a kingly name, I believe. Oh. Seriously, I believe it was like a powerful. Don't quote me on that. By the way, this beer is excellent. Right? Yeah, it's strong too. It that already got my is. dick hard. But it's 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 light. <laughs> I didn't have to look in a window in, in, the, in the power. What if beer did get your dick hard? It does the exact opposite, but it would be great. Um, so anyway, so I see Bill doing stand-up at the thing, and, and I'm telling you when I say this, it's like there's two times. I, I can say this honestly. I've seen two talents where I literally sat in the back, and I was like, shit, man, they've turned a corner that, I'll, that I, don't, I didn't see the corner coming, and I don't know where, what direction they're going, but it's the right direction, and I'm not writing like that, and I'm really far behind right now. There's probably more than that, but I can distinctly tell you that that times, and that it's also they become successful. That time seeing Bill Burr, we sat in the back corner by the bar, and I said to him, dude, whatever the fuck you're doing, that is the right. It was all about like women's rights versus men's rights. It was kind of the direction he's going, he's taking his career. And the other person was Louis C.K. Georgia, Georgia was two weeks old, and I worked with him in West Palm. And he did this whole rant about his family, and, and uh, his daughters were dicks. His daughters were assholes. Anyone who stops you from fucking is an asshole. And like it was this. And I remember it didn't work perfectly. But I sat in the back and I was like, I'm not writing like that. I just had a kid. I really like her. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. He remember he. You see, uh, I heard him on Marins. He was talking about he had like the same 45 minutes for like 15 years. And it was, was all that funny kind of non. By the way, he used to do yeah. like absurd. Short joke. His comedy store uh, special that he did, where he just filmed, was all like kind of a throwback to what he used to do, and I thought yeah. it was fucking great. He's like, he used to have a joke. He goes, "Ever, ever, 
think uh, you go to hell and there'll be a guy like, uh, so welcome to hell. You know, you just uh, go down there and you go down there and there's this guy with this big thorny cock and he's got fucking flames coming out of him. So you have to suck his dick and, and then you suck his dick and you have flames all in your throat and his blood comes coming out of your nose. And then you'd stand up and the guy would be like, uh, hey, man, you didn't have to suck his dick. <laughs> you could have just waited in line. That's a line. I think, I think that was his joke. I don't know if. I actually liked his like nonsensical crazy shit. I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think the shit. I mean, the shit that he does when he talks about his family is like very thought provoking. But like Ugh. his his wacky shit, I think is the funniest. His yeah, his I loved that. I loved it. I loved. It. But that was like back when when I first saw it. I was like, that's fucking. I was like, how do you do that? It's crazy is there's two redhead guys who are balding from the same area of the country. Yeah, and who I are ch- both on top. <laughs> what good. other industry are balding redheads owning it? I'll be fine. It's gonna dye the sides of my I mean, hair red. It, it, being a redhead one is rare, but rare. then being bald, bald as well, and then from, from the, the same, same part geographical location. Sunscreen manufacturers. That's where you'll find these guys. Like there's some bald redhead in the Boston area who's like, I'm fucking gonna be the next big comic. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it might be done if you're a bald redhead. You there's no chance, dude. You got what are the two odds you're gonna already? Get a third not bald be redhead. Dude, I, CAA or any of these places, you better sign just bald redheads out of the Boston area, just in hopes. So, Patty McGee, nice to meet you, <laughs> Brian O'Sullivan. Dude, what I think it is is these guys. I think those guys were never afraid to fail. Like you remember when Louis C.K. came in the OR and he was doing a bit about. He didn't want to have awkward conversations with his father anymore, so he he wanted to rape him, like during like an NBA game halftime show. Oh. And the crowd was not with him, but I was. Like, this is fucking great, and the, he didn't give a shit. He's like, "Fuck if it." If you I look am. too, is both of them. It, lo- it took a little longer as well, just because they, you know, they took chances and they weren't, you know, it took them a while to like get that shit together. I don't, think, I don't think I'd argue they didn't find their voices until like they were forty, maybe. Probably, yeah. Like, like I always look at Bill and I go, I don't know, Bill's a couple years older than me or whatever, I think. I think he's only a couple years older than me. May, I don't know. I don't know how old Bill is. I think he's like 48, 47, 48. Something. He might be 48. Rogan's age around then? Yeah, I think 48. Rogan's 48. Yeah. Bill, I think Louis is like 50. Like around there. Yeah, yeah. 49. Yeah, and I just, I just go like, I'm just now trying, like getting my voice where I go, where I feel really comfortable and I can take something that is small and nuanced and make it funny on stage and and not and make it a joke where you go oh, only you can tell that joke you know yeah. that's what's so hard about stand-up is that is, is it takes so long to form a voice and, and a distinct persona you know that it's that's what's hard about it well louis didn't get it until he got divorced that was like the big and he even calls like he's like if you're new to comedy and by new i mean like 15 years or less yeah he's that's what he considers fucking do he's even calls like if you're only a 20 year you're like starting to figure it out i was like jesus christ i i think i think he got divorced and he got you know he got the opportunity to focus you know like his wife went one way and he went another way and they yeah. shared custody but when he didn't have custody he didn't there's there's a guilt associated with not spending time with your kids. I'm sure he had it as well. But when you don't have custody and you and you're it's shared custody and they're in upstate New York and you're in the city, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to the clubs tonight. Yeah, it's like time. I be at the comedy yeah. store every single night. I wanted to go so badly tonight. I wanted to go so badly tonight. To just hang out. Just to, I, well, I wanted to call him for a veils and do a set and hang out and drink. But I was like, I man, if, I'm you're, only- if you're new, like that's definitely like you want to do that. Yeah. 
And then after you've done it for like six, seven, eight years, you go, I don't know. By the way, O'Neal and uh, Louis C.K. are buddies. Remember the time? I think we, yeah, I told that. He he came up to me. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? He was wearing that hat. He thought he was dang It's the same. Barry Katz. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Barry Katz said the same. He goes, hey, what's going on, man? I was like, oh, look at this. I'm getting a little respect around here. (laughs) Nice time, guys. What set of mine he saw? I keep thinking of the time you ran into Stan Hope. You're like, a lot of people say we look alike. And he's like, a lot of people say I look like Booger and walked away. <laughs> he's, dude, he's crazy. He comes to the store a lot lately. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to perform? And he goes, I don't perform for free. <laughs> Which is, dude, what a great fucking line for that room. Did you see his special? No, I heard it was great. Oh, I, I saw you that night. The only reason to get CISO is fucking Doug's. Uh, well, Carmen Esposito's show is really good, too. But Stanhope's special is fucking phenomenal. I saw you that night. You were at the screening. At the store. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, oh, was had, that the one Eleanor yeah, went he had to? Yeah, the after party. At, he's like, he loved that place so much at the store. And someone was like, hey, Doug, you want to go up? And he goes, ah, I'm no good. I'm not going up. And then uh, I remember one night. Well, the thing he, is, he's retired he, the material. When he was doing a podcast there, and they go, do you want to go up? He goes, I didn't bust my ass because he was talking to Rogan, I guess, on this Comedy Store podcast. And he goes, I didn't bust my ass for 25 years to fucking get confidence to go up in front of that room with 50 other comics and ruin my fucking confidence and he goes no thanks <laughs> and he wouldn't do it that's the hardest part about stories it does dude trust it's me leveling last it's night it's a humbler last event. night it was a packed crowd i was i was like i'm gonna try out this bit where Ooh. i talk about when my girlfriend rapes me this oh there is we like go a, thing. <laughs> this is and i'm looking in the crowd and i go oh there's middle-aged two middle-aged women out uh for the night on the town oh there's a family over there. Uh, I was like, eh, whatever, fuck it. You know and, what? I uh, got the balls. That's the was... problem. Is it's such? It's not like when you go on the if you go on the road with someone, or I'm sure you're you get a certain demo. You have your yes. own crowd. Yeah, but then I, there, yes. it's such a mixed bag of just weirdos and well, tourists. It's, well, it's, and... It's, that's what stand up is. Is stand up should be to strangers. Yeah, like I, you get this. I told you I had this new bit that I'm like so fucking proud of because it's. I don't think it's a joke that anyone could do and. Not, like that, I go. It's me. It's it's my voice, and then you realize, oh, the reason it is you and your voice, and people love it, is because they know who you are. Yeah, that's why. And then you go. Now I got to take it up at the store. Like I'm doing a show Sunday night, guys. If you want to come out, it's with Greg Fitzsimmons, Norm Macdonald, Joe Rogan, uh, Alonzo Bowden. It's at the main room. It's for a benefit for special needs kids. I think it's a good that. lineup. It's yeah. great. It's a solid lineup. I'm sure I'm leaving people off, but I just I just listened and. Uh, uh, did you listen to the Norm McDonald, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons podcast? No. This is where he's promoting his book? It's so fucking good. He's making the rounds. He was on Stern. It's, uh, it is, Norm McDonald is so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> but he's funny in like a way that I don't think I'll ever be funny. He's very dry. It's, but it's, it's not even dry, it's understated. Yeah. Like, if I'm telling you a story, I'm going to go, and then... You know, like, I'm like... But his oh. delivery is, like, he just like, and, and then, uh, yeah, and then we went uh, and did this. And, uh, you know, I mean, you're, uh. you're, you have to be born with that, like, the voice and the Canadian fucking mannerisms that come with it all. Yeah, I guess so. Ian Bag, To me, Ian Bag's always sounded so much like Norm MacDonald, naturally. Ian Bag is so fucking funny. He's funny, dude. He walked into my... He walked into my... This is the funniest thing that, like, you know, like, one of those things that you'll never forget someone saying? He walked into my room... And I had, uh, we were on the road together, and I think in Tempe, and I had more, was wearing a hat, and I just left it on the floor. And he walked in, and he looked at me, and he looked at the hat on the floor, and he goes, oh, quicksand got him, huh? 
The guy, the guy comes in with a line. How fucking we used great to is do that? shows in the belly room, and Ian Bag would always host, and he was I vaguely recall it. I and there was uh, he was just funny, man. Like He's that dude was always off the cuff, like funny just fucking funny dude. fucking guy. It's a weird thing to think that you're friends with the funniest people in the world, like. Sometimes when I bomb and but I go, you know what? Wait, I remember a time when I hung in with this guy and like I was like, these are the funniest people in the world that have said, hey, I have what it takes to make it, make a living off being funny. And then I go, okay, maybe I feel a little bit better. The original room at the comedy store. I mean, I haven't done a lot, and I haven't done across the country. I've heard people say it's one of the, one of the harder rooms, if not the hardest yeah. room in the country. And I remember seeing Robin Williams when he came back to stand up. And he came out. He's he, promoting RV, so he just like popped in. He sl- he went into the main room. He s- fucking slays the main room. Goes in the OR, and I see him up there, and he looks like he's fucking sweating. And he comes off, and I look was, at he bombed. And I was there. working, and I go, and he, and I saw him, and he was like, and he was like a sweaty guy, you yeah. Know? And I go, and he's sweaty, his pit sweat. And I go, how how'd it go? He goes, just like it went 25 years ago, I bombed. And he walked away. And I was like, Jesus. That room is so unpredictable. And I was like, that's a guy who was at the peak of his fucking powers. There's a reason why they don't have, like, industry showcases there. Because, like, you don't know what you're going to get. There's nights you go in there, and it's, like, all Australian tourists. People that don't speak it. People that just want to see it because it's a fucking comedy landmark. Yeah. And people that, you know, they just go, oh, I didn't even come here to laugh. I just want to check the fucking place out. A lot of them, too, come in in their head. They're like, I'm going to see X, you know, these people. And then when it's not those people, they're disappointed. But it's like. But even still, sometimes you see those people and they cheer when they go on, but then they don't laugh. Yeah, like, I, like I'm not. It's almost like I they want to. I think Tosh is the gold standard. I love that guy. I really love watching him do stand up. The way he writes, I think he's a very funny guy. I love very... him, and he and he and he definitely is when he uses the OR. He's using it to do new material. I've never seen him in there, to be honest. Obviously, I've ever, I've only seen him in there. Really? Like literally, like not there a lot. Is he? I've every. Uh, he's been there every time I've been there. Practically, okay. Like well, literally, you're there a lot earlier than us too. Yeah, that's true. yeah. <laughs> but like, I he, look at the lineups. Like, like Burr's on tomorrow. I'm on tomorrow, but Bill Burr's on tomorrow. And you but won't see. I will Burr. never see Burr. I won't see his car. I won't see any. You won't even see of, one red fucking yeah. little small head. Look <laughs> at a red tube on the toilet from where Burr was. Yeah, Bill's the best. I would. I would go to pay. I'd pay money to go see him work. It's funny when we would work there. And guys would be like, hey, Rock is on. And you're like, eh, who cares? You know, I go, yeah, so I just, yeah, yeah. just seen it all. Oh, Attel, yeah. like I, I've said this before, but Attel's the only guy I walk into the room when I go, Attel's here? All right, I'm going to see oh. Attel. But <laughs> he treats that room with such open disdain. Really? And as someone who works there, you just love it. He clears his throat a million times. He, t- he says, like, this is like a fucking airport. <laughs> Wait, I told yeah. I go, hey, how was it? And he goes, it's like an airport waiting room. <laughs> like, he hates it. But he fuck. also. But he loves the challenge. You can tell it. he wants to fucking unlock, the, you know, the code. And yeah. he's like, I, he's, Do you remember what David Taylor just. Like, David Taylor had this fucking battle with almost every person. In, I'm talking, this was like. I thought there was going to be a fucking uprising. This was like a slave revolt in the fucking Civil War. And it, it tells next. And he's and he just I mean, dude, taking apart. You are going to get cancer. I hope you die. David Taylor, like, if you're a fan of cop... Like, I always said David Taylor needs an audience that is watching him destroy another audience just to appreciate what he does. Yeah. Because there are times where, I mean, he... I've never seen a guy turn a room, like, to the point where people... 
fifty percent of the audience wants to just get up and fucking beat the shit out of them. Really, it's almost like it, at times it is a work of just pure artistry. And then he brought up Attell. Yeah, Attell was just like, "Fuck, dude, what the fuck did I walk into?" Watching Attell do damage control and that was that was probably the best set I've ever seen. Another time Attell was in there, uh, I was working. And uh, should I say the people's names where there was a fight? I don't know if it's out open knowledge, but people were there and saw it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It was also it's as if it really happened. And Dice was on stage. Oh, oh yeah. Oh shit. And uh, it's and you can do it two of way, two, uh, one of two ways. You can call in and get spots to the comedy store, or if you're of big enough stature, you can just bump. And it, people do both. Yeah. And I think this well, night, Not so much anymore, but back in the day, back it, in was the day it was a lot more loose. That was the... There was a lot of dick slinging going on. Who could bump yeah, who? Yeah, it was like, who could... Eddie really? Griffin was... Oh, Eddie Griffin was doing like three fucking hours. And it became who could the longest. You know, like... And that's why a lot of good comics went away from the comedy store. Really? Bob Saget. A lot of guys like like, I don't want to deal with this. Because it became like, I'm going to bump the whole fucking lineup. Pissing contest. And so Dice was on stage. Wait, they would pee on stage? (laughs) Dice was on stage. No, but wait, when Eddie Griffin was on once, the piano guy ripped a fart that was so bad it walked Eddie Griffin off. No, no, he yelled at two women. Oh, he yelled at two women. Who he thought farted. But Dice was on stage, and Dom walked in the room, and I think they've had a a past rivalry. Yeah. And it's been documented. And uh, Dom walked in the room, and he goes, He's still on, but he said it loud. And D- Who said that? And Dom said, I did. And Dice looked back, saw him. Dice leaves the stage. And so the stage is open. Just the mic just sitting there. Whole audience there. They go into the, uh, they start yelling at each other. They go to the front. Uh, there's a curtain at the front of the room where the booth is. They go out there, and all that's separating the whole crowd from them screaming at each other is a curtain. <laughs> They start, and it comes almost to physical blows. Ari and I grab one of Dice's arms each. He shrugs us off like we're children. Yeah. He's a bull of a man. He really, he's yeah. like, don't fucking touch me. And he's we're a like, big fucking dude. And we go, whoa. Also, though, uh, in your defense, I think you were doing the maid pulling, because I've, I've pulled Ari off a man that he was fighting and uh, like pulling a like 13-year-old girl off somebody. So I think it may have just been you holding back a big bull. Atel's sitting there, and he goes, should somebody go on stage? Yeah, and everyone's all and the crowd members are fucking. And these guys are just screaming like, "What'd you say about me on radio in 1991 in Cleveland?" Are and you Dom serious? Go, they, County Central voted me higher than you. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, oh, you're like their 100 greatest comics list." You're jealous because I was higher than you in the rankings. He's like, "What? What are you doing? Chuckle fuckers in Ohio? I did MSG, <laughs> motherfucker! I did, I did MSG, motherfucker!" And just sitting there like, "Is this a fucking?" It's just like. Welcome to Wednesday night at the comedy store. Fucking. You just have to show you know, how, no matter how old you are, like, you, you're, you just get wrapped up in that fucking stuff. And how Dom's is hilarious. How Dom's great is great. Is hilarious. Every, but how great is it? That story involves Dave Attell, Dom Herrera, and Dice Clay. Those are three fucking babes. Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir tried to pull Dice off it. Um, uh, I don't like physical contact, but uh, and then he just backed up and folded his arms. Okay. Yeah. I love this story. <laughs> Ari infamously got banned from Dice's household. Because the comedy store loves banning people. It's like a thing yeah. there. Is yeah. this coffee beer by any chance? I don't know why. It tastes... I mean... By the way, good selection on both of these beers. Sorry to interrupt. What is it? This what is, is it? <laughs> unruly Brewery. This is bourbon... Ba- he loves the bourbon barrel aged. It's only 9%, but still. Uh, I mean... It, 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 I only use bourbon barrel aged condoms. It's going to be really hard to go back to 
fucking I take, white wine I after take this. I take dumps in bourbon barrels. So wait, really? wait, wait. Ari Shavir got banned from Dice's house? Dice had uh, some sort of get-together <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And uh, Ari claims that... You know Freddie Soto? Can I tell you, man? I just... I mean, I... We kind of missed him at the comedy store. He had, like, just... He would come in. out. Like he would, he would come started. in, and I would still call him for his avails. And, like, when he would come in, he knew, like, door guys. He always gave great respect to them. But he, like, really, them, inf- really influenced, like, Ren Azizi, Ari, and got... You know, I think maybe... He was a guy who, like... I think Ren Azizi, like, basically owes him, like... Early on, Ren Azizi got his reps through Freddie. Really? I think Caparulo, he helped out. He was a guy who he wanted to out, help like, all the younger guys. It doesn't... It's, it seems like... Ari's of, keeping that tradition alive big Some time. people do, but it seems like... Yeah, Ari definitely is. So, uh, did you know, Freddie? Did you know? I did not. So, so I funny knew... Funny fuck. If you watch his shit, funny guy. He was also did... a guy who... It took him, like, ten minutes to really get, like, roll... Like, he would just kind of plow through it, and then, like, fucking... By, like, minute eight, you're everyone's on board with him. I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind doing a podcast about Freddie Soto. Because I don't know anything about him. Yeah. But, like, you so... You need Eleanor. I talked to Eleanor about him. Eleanor had great Freddie Soto stories. Freddie was like easy. Bad, good, good, good friends with him. Um, I was... Uh, I just started headlining. I think Freddie and I were probably the same age. Mm, he maybe, died maybe, when he was 37, and that was what, like 10 years ago? Probably a little older. So 47, yeah, so like, maybe? Like like he, but he was a little older than me, and I had heard that he had... I had heard how he died... Uh, you know, you hear a couple of different ways, but it was like sleep apnea and Xanax or alcohol and Xanax or so, I think I yeah. think Eleanor said it might have been, you know, he lived really hard. Yeah. But like but I saw his I saw his uh half hour presents on Comedy Central where his dad says, Irregardless Yeah. And it just fucking murdered. The way he told that story He did he was good. He was amazing. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't know Freddie. But I was around when he died, meaning like I was in L.A. doing stand-up. Yeah. And I remember everyone being like, dude, that was a one great fucking guy. At the store, uh, he was like a very influential and guy. And by the way, uh, they had his like memorial service at the comedy store. <coughs> and it was Brian, Brian Holtzman. You know Holtzman? Yeah. He, <laughs> he went up and spoke during like the eulogy part and could dude, be the greatest public speaking i've ever seen the most life. unbelievable thing i've ever seen it was so heartfelt but so hilarious i mean he was talking about cornholing a guy but like also he <laughs> like, said about a friend who was, was like a virgin waiting for marriage and it was like it was like freddy so how does freddy soto fucking die there's so many fucking people out here that i think should be fucking dead and this guy fucking died and it, but you're like going. He's, he's like, like, there's fucking hookers right now on Sunset Boulevard that should fucking die. And but you're like <laughs> almost like crying. But then he's like, like, look at this fucking virgin here. I'll fucking cornhole you. Yeah, right Freddie Soto's good <laughs> family. Was a, he was his a whole virgin. family's there. Your whole family's there. But people were, it was like the best speech I've ever seen. Like, dude, he really? was touching. But I, dude, it was it you was think literally got the, video of it. I don't they think. Might. I don't. It, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was like a funeral. Or like I don't think it's gonna live because you're like. You're like his feelings are so genuine, but Holtzman's so crazy and hilarious. Yeah. That, like he, the way he filtered it was, it was literally the most phenomenal thing I've ever seen anybody eulogize a man. It was a life. comedy store eulogy. It was like I'm yeah. gonna court all this your friend who's a That's virgin. Fucking but, amazing. But, it, but, it, but the range of emotion went from fucking like. You know, like you're, you're almost ready to cry, then you're fucking dying. You know, it was just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It was, it was like Jesus. It was the greatest set I've ever seen him have. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Freddie Soto told Ari, Dice, uh, this is according to Ari. I don't know if this is true or not. That Ari, he said Dice has a gun that he keeps in his desk. 
at all times. So Ari, and I can attest to this, Ari, I once invited him to watch UFC oh my at my God. apartment. He, he watched UFC for about 25% of the time and then looks through all your fucking shelves for about 75% of just the time. just in my kitchen just, and I just hear drawers opening. I'm like, what are you doing? I just look around. And I'm like, what? get the fuck out of here. It was so disruptive that we never invited him to another UFC Wait, fight he again. He just started, went through, rummaging through your house? Just rummaging. Just looking around. I'm going, what are you doing, dude? I told you. It's right on the surface. <laughs> So he goes to Dice's house. According to him, I don't know if this is true or not, Freddie had planted the seed. He starts going through Dice's desk to look for this gun. Dice catches him. You fucking bad. You're going to fucking rifle through my affairs? You fucking banned Ari. <laughs> and he fucking banned him from ever coming to his house again. I don't know really if that cost him much through the years. but Jesus Christ. So he got banned. Wait, so wait. Did you guys know Freddie Soto? We I would see him around. Yeah, I spoke to him very briefly, but he would acknowledge, like, you know, you'd see him and he'd know we're door guys and he'd be like, oh, hey, like, you know, but we weren't like, you know, we're like, hey, how's it going? We weren't fucking sharing personal stories. He was stories. funny as shit. He, yeah. uh, there I was saw him in the OR a few, a handful of times and like, no matter how, whatever the crowd was like, he's like, look, man, like this crowd, you know, cause it's a fucking hodgepodge of fucking back yeah. then, especially it was just a scattered crowd of fucking foreigners and tourists and whatever. But he could get them, man, every time. Dude, he had one of the – Ari shared this at that same service, the comedy store. He had one of the – and his line is just – you know that you hear a line, you're like, it sticks with me over the years. Yeah. It was, uh, Ari, you're so Jewish that even – your name backwards is even fucking Jewy. <laughs> Ira. <laughs> Remember he used to tell Ari, because they used to have a foosball table up in like the belly room, green room. They'd always play, and Ari was really good. And then Freddie Soto always used to go, sorry, Ari didn't have a fucking rumpus room when I was growing up. <laughs> like you would say Ari was rich, but Ari's... I didn't have a rumpus room. I don't even know what a rumpus room is. What are you... I, I wish I had been... Uh... I wish I had, like, you know, you get in one place and I just happened to get into the improv. And it, it yeah. changed my career for in a different way in that, like... I ended up doing the road because of it, but uh, but I wish I had like part of me wishes I had gotten at the store. I wonder what would I, I definitely would have never married my wife. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would have never gotten married and had not. kids. Yeah, people give you the worst advice there. There was yeah. a well-known comedian I, I, who was take advice. There was well-known comedian who was questioning his own fucking marriage one night. There, I'm not going to say who, but like he was Wait, like, whisper it to me. Whisper should, it to me. Should I? Do you like? Playing hangman right now. <laughs> <Bert's guessing>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, Did I get married too early? Are you Should serious? I have done that? Are you <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude, there was one night where there was a there was a porn star fucking a dude in the corner booth of the place. While a comedy show was going, dude, back back when we were there, it, uh, the comedy store was a lot different than what you see today. It's a little more today's it, corporate, a little more corporate. Back then, dude, it was anything goes. It was you could get tits on this. I mean, it was insane. Oh, I saw fucking, I saw a chick get her ass eaten out with a microphone right by her asshole, and you could just hear the licking was just like <laughs> a fucking cat's tongue. Who did this? Don Barris. The infamous. Oh. If you stayed for the late I, you know night what? Don I would Barris love, show. I would love. Oh. There are people I'd love to get on my podcast that I don't know. I don't know Don Barris. Can I Barris. tell you this? We can, we can broker that, dude. He'll do it. Can I tell you this? The you want us I, to, yeah, but I, I might need you guys with me to kind of like. You want us to set I it up? I don't know enough about Don other than uh, 
that he does that he does that midnight show. Dude, Don is. Have the you seen store. Windy City Heat? Of course, yes. I know that about him. I know that he's really into wrestling. I know that he's I, not into wrestling. Or he's into. Boy. He did a show that I did with him with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Don, <laughs> I'm almost certain. Yeah, did he? I don't know. He was not. Yeah. I will, one thing I will say about Don is I don't throw the term genius around at all ever. But the closest I've ever seen to comedic genius is Don Barry. Really, he's this guy has dedicated his entire life to just. It's just the most insane comedic adventures. The ever. truest artist I've ever yeah. met. And, just, and that's that saying a is, lot. That is a lot. You know, I think a lot that is lost on a lot of America. But there are guys that commit their life to comedy. Dude, this that, guy is an artist. Where you're like, where you're like, that is a noble pursuit, and that everything you do is based around that shit. Dude, this yeah. dude is the tr- the truest artist, and that's it. And I mean, I know we know all you know all these comics. Yeah. He's the truest he fucking is. lives his art. 24/7 and I think the I think the biggest I think the most the hilarious moments of our lives were spent in that Ding Dong show in like the around like 2007 2008 2009 he has this show it's called the Ding Dong show it's a revolving cast but at some point there are casts that mesh so well that like we had to take a break because it was like an obsession. If you, if really? you, if you don't know oh, what it, it is, I think you can see he has a he did have a podcast where you yeah. can find stuff. This online. was before the podcast kind of took shape. It's like kind it was, of akin to Howard Stern's it's kind whack of a little pack. bit of a Tim and Eric feel to it, right? And, and Tim and Howard, Eric used to actually come to the Ding Dong Show all the time. Like, are you serious? Early, like years ago, yeah. They borrowed a guy from there, Tennessee Ernie Tuxedo, yeah. and they used him a bunch in their stuff. Really? Stern, is, Stern has borrowed some Stern of his guys. Stern took Blue Iris from the comedy yeah. store. Really? Yeah. It's just, I do great. We, uh, we, do we tell you we directed the a Windy City Heat pilot, TV pilot? No. We didn't tell you that? No. Oh, dude, uh, it was insane, dude, this man. Is, uh, this was a couple of years, two years ago. This if you don't summer, know, so anyone who doesn't know, tell them what Windy City Heat was. If you don't know was. Windy City Heat is, it's uh, a brainchild of Don Barris and a guy named Tony Barbieri who plays a character in it uh, named Walter Molininski. And they fucked with this guy named Perry Caravello for like 25 years. And they told him they were going to make him a star. Uh, and, and he they, looks kind of like Steven Seagal. And he, and he talked, he does like a... He met him at the Comedy Store Open mic. And uh, and years later, they fucking made a movie called Windy City Heat, where everyone's in on the joke that it's a, not a real movie, except this guy Perry. He thinks he beat out Vince Vaughn. He thinks he beat out Carson Daly. Carson Daly. But Perry's a fucking asshole, so you enjoy rooting against him. Yeah. And it's in Dane Cook's in it. His name is Roman Polanski. But this guy's so fucking dumb. That he just goes along with Bobcat Goldthwait's the, the director. It's it is he's, he's the director in the movie and the director in real life. It is it was it was one of those movies that I think was on Comedy Central. Yeah, and it was like a documentary, mockumentary, oh, great. Um, like it was just everything in all in one, and it was so, it was I don't know how it did numbers wise, oh, but it was all of us watched it. Dude, I laughed hard, so hard. It's so, so and fucking then he good. Does a, and, and then he he started doing a podcast. And the, and the, and the idea is. For those who don't know, I think you said this, but maybe I'm I'm drunk. <laughs> Is that they're making a movie about him, and or they're they're making a movie, but the whole movie is about them not making the movie about yeah, him. Yeah, so about they, them so they, fucking with him. He them thinks, fucking with he him. thinks they're making a real movie, but the movie is they're fucking with him about yeah. making this movie. Yeah, and it's a you know a Truman show with this guy. Yeah, so they he Don came to us and we were like, yeah, absolutely, we'll direct that. And the the premise of it was Perry. 
thought that he had gotten something called the system uh, because he was he thought he got blackballed. He thinks the Hollywood is a system, and he, like he thought he got blackballed uh, from Hollywood, and that's why he hasn't gotten work since the first Windy City Heat. Yeah, that would make. He sense. thinks some of his like the things he said. He's you know he's very sexist, very misogynist. Yeah, he thinks he's been blackballed. So it's he's going to have a hearing with the system, like uh, in front of the, in front of judges, to, in order to plead his case to get out of the system. And uh, uh, okay, and yeah, we're his caseworkers, <laughs> and we were Joel and Ethan Cohen. Uh, mine was spelled with an H, his was spelled with an E. We weren't related. And we show up to his house. I'm in a Lamborghini Murcielago with system logos all over it. Yeah, he's in an H1 Hummer pickup. We're wearing uh, system logos. We're both wearing Old Navy cargo uh, camouflage pants. We have berets on with system logos. No, on like the, oh no, the the cats, yeah, the Castro hats and uh, system logo. Fucking collar shirts, aviator shades, and we're there. We're, we're his caseworkers. We're gonna take him to the hearing, and so we have to blindfold him because he yeah. can't know where it is. Put him in a fucking. So, put him in the Hummer. We go down to some fucking warehouse in downtown L.A., and so the judges are Mike Judge. His name is Judge Judge. He's wearing a uh. fucking a British powdered wig. <laughs> Steve Benazizi is the barrister. <laughs> Also wearing a powdered wig. <laughs> and so there's all these witnesses that are testifying on his behalf. So it's Johnny Knoxville. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Shut it's Cousin up. Sal. Bobcat. Bobcat. And Don and Mo. Don. Mary Jane. Uh, who's the woman that did a podcast with him? I can't remember her name. Uh, so it was, oh, oh, and then, oh, oh but Yergi, of oh. all people, Yergi. Who? This guy, Yergi, who they... He was in Windy City Heat, who they said was this Russian. No, he's Romanian. Oh, Romanian uh, pornographer who <laughs> provided the money, they said, for Windy City Heat. At one point, uh, Yergi kidnaps a mole, and then uh, Perry has to drop off money. Shut in the order to, fuck. They have to, uh, dude, that, when was, when has, was this? Dude, what's crazy about this is He's played five years of footage of, like... He has thousands of hours of phone calls and thousands of hours of just fucking regular footage. Dude, they did this shit... When they weren't making the movie, they had been fucking with this guy for years. So they have footage of them faking this kidnapping, and they went to a train station and doing a money Union drop. Station downtown. And the, the, so they've been doing this themselves for so fucking Holy long. shit. They're filming it all. This is literally like, they're like, I don't know what we're going to do with any of this. Like, we don't have an outlet for any of this. We're just going to fucking keep doing it. By the way, it's, I, I believe, and I, I could be speaking out of turn, of, of how Don kind of got in with Jimmy Kimmel. It's, he works for uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. He does the open, the, the crowd warm-up. Yeah, Cra- yeah crowd warm-up, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I believe that's, and Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla were the producers of Windy City Heat on Comedy Central. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was for us. It was for us. It was just crazy. Because Don was the crowd warm up guy on the Man Show. Yeah, it was crazy just directing this fucking and being with Perry. Guys, a loose can. Steve Burns in it. Are you Steve serious? Burns, <laughs> amazing. Steve Burns loves Windy City. He loves really. So he, he put Perry. He called Don. He goes, "Hey, look. So I've got Sullivan and Sons, and like I want to put Perry in it. I just want to make sure it's cool with you." And he goes, "Oh." You totally got to do it, but Perry thinks he's in the system, so you have to do this under the guise of like I'm doing this like without the system's knowledge. I'm just gonna put this in there because I think you're like a talented guy. What the fuck? So this is the crazy thing is like so Don has access to like you. You can put Perry on TV. So like how could Perry not believe that this is really fucking happening? And so he went on oh Burn's show. So Burn comes into this hearing. And, and they have and Don goes. You just need to do me this favor. You need to record this audio, 
the conversation you had with Perry, and he tells him to have a specific conversation with him of like, hey, man, I'm on your side. Fuck the system. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, it's, so, and then Don goes, record that audio for me. And so then we bring, we bring Burn out at, at System Hearing, me and him. And burn, and we put makeup, and it looked like he'd been beat the fuck like up. Like we had been fucking putting him in like a Guantanamo Bay type <laughs> scenario. Up. So we drag him out, right? And my judge is like, "Do you know this man? I've never seen him in my life." He said that. <laughs> so then, so then I take him down and they burn down to the yeah, ground. Yeah, and so I was like, "We're gonna pour gasoline on him and set him on fire." So we have, water, we have water and a gasoline jug poured all over Burn. Perry's like, no, first of all, I'm, we're scre- I'm screaming, do you know this fucking guy? Look at his face. And then he does. Perry starts bull charging. He, I he have tries to, to attack me. I have to stand between him and Burn to because Perry's bull charging. To he's a, a big dude, like meaning like husky. So yeah, he's, he's husky. He's yeah. trying to attack O'Neal from attacking Burn. So I have to give him like, I, I didn't, I was like, hey man, back, I was like, back up, back up. And gave him like a, you know, a so we yeah. pour gasoline all over Burn, and then we drag him out. I drag him out by his feet, and he's clawing on the ground as we drag him away to light him on fire. Wait, wait, what was this pilot for? Comedy Central? It was just, it was just like for, for I don't know, just trying to, uh, just yeah. trying to shop it. We we had a screening at the comedy store, and all these fans flew out. They filled up the main room. It was a, it was pretty fucking. It was can, funny, man. It, can you get it online somewhere? You can't. It's, it has. It's still like still uh, it's in the, still in like the gestation. But like they're trying to find a place that would be like. God you damn know. it, dude! If you can dude, get Don is, on here, and if you want us to be brokers, we would be more than happy. Yeah, he would, I would he love would, that. Yeah, he would do it. He's yeah. funny as fuck, man. And like, if anyone like defines the, co- he's been there for fucking a long. He's been there a long time. So he was friends with Kennison. Like his, really? Yeah, oh, he yeah. rolled, How old is Dude, Don? He rolled with no Kinnison. idea. Yeah, we don't. Well, I mean, we can speculate, but like we have I no idea. I guess he's my age or no, Marin's age. No, no, no. He's, he's I'd say older. Yeah, but he yeah, he was he was there with Kenneth. I mean, he's been there fucking. Really? Yeah, he was there in the mid eighties. Shut so the I, I mean, fuck up. A lot, for a guy, I mean, imagine how much com- great comics he's seen. Fucking go well, then, through that. Well, then after the fucking hearing, so then Mike Judge says we're gonna have to observe you for thirty days. And your caseworkers can show up anytime they want to, you know, go do things. So we're his caseworkers. So in that amount of time, there was a fucking wedding, a gay wedding. And so there's a bachelor party. There was a bachelor party where we had a stripper in a van underneath the freeway at the Home Depot in Highland Park. Wait, and who, who paid for this? It was uh, it was crowdsourced. Yeah, are you serious? And so Barry so, gets fucking handcuffed to the van, and we can't. Get, and then Andy Dick, who's also in the system, he uh, all the only job he can get is as a locksmith. So it's what is it, Dick? Lock picking or something? Yeah. I don't know. So he shows up, but Perry has a fucking history with Andy Dick. Like they go way back, and he hates Andy Dick. <laughs> And all this, so Andy Dick shows up to lo- unlock him and leaves these, uh, oh, f- what are they, horny pills? <laughs> it was crazy. And then the stripper comes back and finds him, and she's like, oh, what are these? He's like, yeah, they're just some fucking horny pills. And so she's like, how many should I take? And then she... <laughs> he, of course, he tells her to take a lot. He's like, you so then like she fucking dies in the back. Oh. So she puked on well, Oh yeah, she, she puked on him. And then All we had to drop her. Fucking Originally, bomb. it was she was gonna die. And we we're just gonna leave her on the side of the road. Yeah, 
But people, did, people were like, eh. it was crazy to be involved, dude. It, it was, was like insane. not only you're directing, you're also in it. But you're directing Mike Judge, and it's but it's also yeah. like an in. Mike, by the way, Mike by the Judge. Way, out of all those names, amazing. the one name that I go like, that's like that dude, guy shows Mike up Judge. and he goes, "What do you need from me?" He, he, that guy is fucking just. Just another comedic genius. That dude, guy is a fucking amazing man. He was golden, man. dude. Like, the way he, like, he didn't he really was nice at all. He was just, like, but he was riffing I can't say enough like, nice really. things about that That was dude. the one name out of all the ones, and I, I think, I mean, I think Johnny Knoxville. Kimmel. I think he's a Knoxville's genius. great. And they were, I think yeah. fucking Kimmel. Every single one you said. But, man, Mike Judge? Dude, that's I saw him in, fucking... I saw him in Montreal uh, for the, in the green room of the Rose Battle. And I go, hey, man, I'm Joel Cohen. <laughs> and he like it took him and he, he thought and he goes, oh and he looked and he goes, oh my god he goes hey yeah and so we started talking and he started asking me questions and he was like because it's weird because uh, by the way it was uh, literally a hundred degrees in this fucking warehouse and so he had to wear a wig and a robe so like we're all literally Wait, sweating through no our AC, fucking no AC no, AC. no, like no. A not even a breeze I've been in one of those before oh, where the no no AC and you're and just... it, dude it was what. Uh, we were there for what eight hours, ten hours, time. and really? he had no fucking complaint. Like, I can, I literally can't say enough nice things about Mike Judge. Yeah, so he went in Fuck. Montreal. He was just like he was asking me about it, and he was like, "By the way, he's like," and uh, Don has told me this, but when he said the Heat has become like an industry, not only cult in terms of fans, but industry people love it. Like Aaron Paul from Breaking there's a head Bad of a huge network it. who was like such a huge fan. ABC. Of it. Well, I don't want to say, but it's it will it, it was one of those shows where you're like. I can't believe they pulled this off. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate yeah. like practical joke in the twenty years of twenty years of making. He said the whole cast of uh, Silicon Valley had become obsessed with. Mike it. Judge does Silicon Valley, and so they were like, "Wait, they keep were like, drinking." Wait. I'm fucking buzzed. And you like, guys buzzed? You, they're like, I'm wait. feeling good. They're like, "Wait, you know this guy, the Mike Judge?" And he goes, "Yeah, I, I work." And they were like, "Oh shit!" Because he was telling me, he goes, "Thomas Middletitch has become obsessed with this," and then really? he realized I knew. Like it was almost like. You know Perry? Like, that was, like, his level of, like, wait, that's a cool guy to know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Dude. Yeah, you got to have Don on. It's sure. cra- Yeah, sometimes I think, like, I go, man, you know, I wonder about my career and stuff. But then I go, think about this. You were involved in this. And, like, sometimes just being involved in that makes me go, man, it was all fucking worth it's, it. It's hard to have perspective sometimes about your career when you go, well, where am I today? Yeah. But when you're doing those things, you're like, oh, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. Dude, it was probably the hardest thing we've ever done because there's just... It's an improv. It's, it's like so hard. Fucking... And it's just so hard to deal with everybody involved because there's you know, there's no second takes. It's all just... Oh, it's one take. Is, yeah. yeah, and it's and, all improv. So it's like... And you're also... You're, you're coming into a project that's been pick. 25 Go years pee. in the making. So you're like, I don't want to fuck this up. Like, I, you know... Yeah. I know what my role is here. I just don't want to fuck this up at all. So... Looking back, I was like, man, just to be part of something like that was wherever it goes, like just to having that screening that night where all the fans came out and the main room was packed and we had it on the big screen and watching uh, it. And did you guys it, talk before it aired? Uh, Don came up, Don did some stuff. Yeah. And like, and the, so we they cut down the pilot to about 45 minutes. So it was just 45 minutes and just, you know, it was just very cool to see all of that shit come together and see Perry. It was. I, I would. I would I'll, let me before you would have Don on. See if you could watch the fucking pilot for I that would thing love too. Because to it was pretty. Uh, it was yeah, pretty. Don amazing. seems like the guy the 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 MacArthur Grant of comedy, where it's like his. <laughs> yeah, he, he really just 
he's committed his life to something, and someone needs to he's find a- him and just pay him to not change what he's doing. He literally, I mean, that's kind of what Kimmel did. Is like, you know what? Come on here, like this is your regular gig, and then you can just go do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and it, that's the crazy thing about him is like that's like he just he almost sacrificed his whole life for like this. But to him, it's not a sacrifice. Oh, but but like he, you know what? I, I say this. I mean, not not to downplay what you just said, but like I often say out loud. I can't believe I picked this at 26. At like 25 years old, I was like, I'm going to be a comic. And now I'm 43, and I'm fucking pot committed. And sometimes you go like, man, I didn't have any backup plan. Like, yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like some other thing. Did you work before? Mm-mm, no. no. I never, I, I was, you, when did you graduate? You graduated a little Graduated when I was 25 uh, at a Florida State number one party animal in the country in Rolling Stone. And said, I'm going to be a comic. I, was, I, I, I said to Liam one time in the midst of a spiraling panic attack about to jump off the stratosphere. I've made a series of bad decisions in my life and they're all based because I've never been sober enough to make a decision. Like I just, every every decision I've ever made is drunk. But you've landed, every, you've landed well. I, yes, you're t- 100% right about that. But I, I, I say to myself like, you know, when you make a life decision, it shouldn't be fucking drunk at a bar like, fuck it, I'm going to be a comedian. And everyone cheers. But dude, the odds of y- of you... Even making a fucking dent or so again, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy, dude. I mean, I'm, we're sitting here in a man cave. It's oh, no, I, you're I'm fucking. Tr- it's- trust me when I say, like, I'm not unhappy with my life decisions. However, there are periods where you live, like, you know, there's the working periods of being a comic where you, you know, I call you- those periods like <laughs> the sixth and the twenty first of every month of <laughs> yeah. my life, where I go, Jesus Christ, there was nothing else that I wanted to do besides this fucking. I, shit. I literally, yeah, I say to myself like. So, th- so I I remember I was driving through uh, St. Louis, and I, I think St. Louis, and I was just like looking out, and I was like, and he's like, "You want to go get breakfast?" And I was like, "I'm going to hear that phrase every Thursday for the rest of my life." <laughs> like, I mean, what what would you? What else would you do, though? You know what I mean? Nothing, nothing. It would have been this. It definitely would have been this. I mean, I saw we saw you on uh, the Hot Ones fucking wing challenge. Oh, oh, that was so. I and was you so said much... like your family businesses were like carpet. Was it carpet? I could have gotten no, I, not my family. But what I could have gotten into was carpet sales in East Georgia. Yeah, and and or selling boats in Orlando. I mean, how does that? that sound? That's just the two options. No, but I mean, how does that sound? You know what, though? Be honest with you, like, you probably would have equally crazy lifestyle. I probably would have. Like, fucking boats. You would have boat money, and you would have just been fucking going crazy I then with boats, I would have sold too. the fuck out of boats. Yeah. You would have been a good boat sales. I mean, now, where would the, like, you know, I don't know. You know, one of the things I think about sometimes, like, is, like, I look at, like, dudes, and their whole life is in their job, and then their job disappears, and then they go, like, what do I do next? NFL players. It happens to a lot of uh, TV executives. Yeah, is the yeah. TV turns over and then they're all of a sudden they're like, they're like, you talk to them and you're like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, are you not as panicked as I am for you? Because I know I'm panicked, and I don't, I don't have a reason to be panicked. But like, yeah. it's just such a weird. I, t- I was talking to my do- daughter today, and she goes, uh, Isla was like, we're gonna, hey, just so you know, I got a few pranks planned for you tonight, and I went, I said. You can shelve that shit, honey. That's all I do. Like, that's my job is to think of funny <laughs> shit all day. And I go, and I promise you, I go, if you want to start this game, you're not going to like how it ends. I go, I will fuck you up. And she was like, she was like, oh, you, and Liam was like, Isla, don't mess with dad. If you want to start a prank war, do it with Georgia. Don't do it with dad. Because in my head, I go, 
I'm a child. I'm a child. Yeah. I'm a 43 year old child who just <laughs> thinks of like funny things. Like I, I look at these men redoing my house. And they're just men. These guys they're, are craftsmen. They're these guys, men. These guys know what the they're fuck they're fuck, doing. I put a fucking nail through his hand the other day and didn't say a fucking word. Finished his fucking job. And I'm like, I just look at that like envious, like, not envious, but like, I don't know. It's just, just such like a, a different, silly, yeah. different, you're like, you're a different breed than me. <laughs> Dude, it's such a silly existence to be in. Where you're but like, it's yeah. unbelievable to be able to delete it. I wonder what they think of me. Like, they saw... The three of us walk into this room, and then we'll all walk out buzzed and giggling. And they're like, did they fuck? Like, what did they do? <laughs> Dude, I look at my girlfriend every day I wake up, and I go, I can't believe that a man with my maturity level is able to have a, a, a beautiful woman that will actually accept her, him for who he is. I can't imagine it's the terror, unbelievable. The terror that runs through their mind being married or in dating us like my wife oh it's like crazy she, like she's making adult decisions about yeah hey, we need a new refrigerator <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then i go aren't you panicked about the decisions i've made like i'm just some fucking silly goose who goes up on stage takes his shirt off <laughs> drinks a shot drinks a beer and then goes oh i got involved with the russian mafia and like it's the weirdest life existence oh it's it cra- is dude crazy. sometimes we're sitting there like What's the best? We're trying to think of the greatest dick joke. We're arguing about what's the better <laughs> dick joke that we could fucking put into this script or something. You know, I think I think I think there are probably people on the outside envious that they don't get to do just silliness for their life. I mean, it is it is insane. And then there's moments where I go, "Thank God I made this decision." Like, yeah, I I'm so proud that I've been a comic for. Can you imagine 17 pu- I mean, if you had to punch a clock? I mean. I don't, at this point in my life, if I had to, I just think I would. I, I couldn't do it. I, I would just have to. I would either move out to the woods or I'd have to end my life. I, I just the, couldn't I do mean, it. I think the older you get, you just realize that fucking happiness is is hard. No matter, you do you know what time. Mean? Like, it's time. No matter like, what yeah. you do, how you spend your time means everything. Financially, whatever that stuff's secondary, but like. What you do with your time, you realize you'll never get that back, and it doesn't matter because when death comes, it's the same for everybody. You end up with nothing, and so how you spend your time is the most important. Do you think you you lost your dad, right? Yeah. Recently? Right after Calgary. Ugh. Yeah, that's how I I missed Montreal. That's why I was supposed to go to Montreal, but then yeah, it happened like right before it. And your dad was like a legendary liver of life. And that guy, I was like, whether he... Died with ten million dollars or died with nothing. It didn't matter. Like that guy did whatever the fuck he wanted to do, and he had all the stories to tell about it. And the end is the same for everybody. So like, whether you die in a fucking mansion or you die in a shack in the woods, it's it's the journey that you take, and there is no destination. Destination is death, and that is all there is. And so destination just fucking is death. ride that goddamn wave, <laughs> guys. If you want to get that T-shirt, go to DanielOneal.com. <laughs> Destination is death. And if you want to get fucking adventure ties, they'll be there soon, man. <laughs> should, We're having people work on them right now. Should Adventures we open is... another bottle of white wine? Oh, why if not? that's what you have, then that's what we open up. <laughs> that beer tasted like chocolate. It did. Dude, that was delicious. It. Unruly brewery. Is there anything left? I just realized. Did you drink this? I just realized. It's a super. Oh, yeah, out of the bottle at this point. So I have three beers. <laughs> I didn't realize there's a shitload left in there. <laughs> <laughs> O'Neill committed to drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> there was. Uh, oh man, 
That was good. There is, uh, I just realized as we did that, you're like, this is a weird taste. There's five beers I have that are super, super expensive. Wait, how much are these beers? And this one's one of them. <laughs> how much was this beer? I gave you a million dollars. Like, like 30 bucks. I had, I had four beers that are, there. there's no price tag on. Like you, you just can't get. And I gave one to Bill Burr, one to Segura, and then I drank one and I drank one that night. I didn't like the beer, to be honest with you. <laughs> but this one, the guys at Unruly Brewery gave to me, and they're like, hey, for a special occasion, okay? Like, I had one beer that was <laughs> I, I had one beer, I had one beer that was from um, Sam Adams. It was called the Millennial, the Millennium. Uh, I, have t- I have two of them. I ended up getting two of them. It was given to me by Sam Cook. I think it's the name of the guy. The Tim, guy. Is that the guy Cook. who did Jim it? Jim Cook. The guy it's like who, the CEO. Yeah, he so, gave yeah. it to me, and he was he saw my Ashbox video, and he was like, hey, just so you know, drink this on a special time. He gave it to me, two of them, and I sabered one of them and drank it that day. And, and then someone was like, hey, just so you know, right now that bill, that beer's worth like $3,500 or $1,200, whatever. Holy don't shit, do that. Jesus. And so then I saved the other one, but I, ne- I, don't, I think it's still sitting in my parents' house. All right, I'm going to get oh, – I guess I can take the mic over here. <laughs> I've got to do a dinner with my kids tonight. What are you guys I, eating? Uh, I got to go food shopping. What time is it? Oh, we have what time? Of, yeah, what wait, time? Yeah, what time are you out of here by? What time is it? It's four seventeen. Oh, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. What are you guys these, eating? Th- these always go long, but I, I there's a there's a we have a semi dry riceling. By the way, these guy this guy at Montezuma's Winery gave these to me. I don't know if Montezuma's is the best name for a winery. I, I want to shit honest. my pants. I want to shit my panties. Why would you choose Montezuma? <laughs> oh, that was the first wine we had too. Oh my god, I'm so close to passing out. Um, I'm feeling good. Like this isn't the same. I don't it's know. Like I think a, we are probably getting equally as drunk. <laughs> I am more and drunk. Told, it's my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow, so I told her I like. I would be semi cognizant when I showed up to it. I'm uh, I'm uh, more drunk than the first time we did this. Much more. Really? You, you kind of pulled I'm... some punches on us the first time. I feel like you went outside <laughs> and then poured your beer into the bushes. No, 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 no. I did not get that drunk, but you know. Remember we did the count. We had 22 between me and O'Neal, and you had like five. <laughs> I had, yeah, but in this podcast, I am fucking hammered. Well, like I'm here. While you so, open that, I got to go take a piss. The tide has turned. Is the sign of a true drinking right now, bird cast is the pisses start mounting. As he walks out, they're like, oh, Bert must be sucking the other guy's dick now. Oh, they want alone time. Um, so real quick, the guys, I, I wish I had names. I want to thank. Um, hey, do you have that? See that box right behind you? Will you pass that to me? Sure. Is there a name on there? It's, uh, uh, it's a brown box. Okay. I want to thank uh, Bill Martin. At Montezuma Wineries in Seneca Falls, New York. I met Bill in, uh, fuck, where was I? In Syracuse. I was in Syracuse doing a weekend, and he Upstate. said he had a winery and he, or a vineyard, and he wanted to give me some wine, and I was like, please, and he sent out six bottles. The reds disappeared the first night. The whites I, were good. The whites, I'm not a big white wine drinker, the but first we're going to try this semi-dry Riesling with uh, beer in our glasses. But this, uh, it's it's Montezuma's Winery in Seneca, New York. So check them out. I'm sure they got a website. But I want to thank Bill for sending these out because this has made this podcast. We've been drinking nothing but his wines. Thank you, Bill. Bill, you're a fine American, and you're Bill Martin, who's provided us with the white wines. Cowboy Bill Martin. Cowboy Bill Martin. Is he the owner of Montezuma's Winery? I don't know if he's the owner, but he definitely worked for them. Oh. 
Uh, you know the one guy we don't we don't know at all is Bill Burr, and we wait what would we like know him yeah. at all. I recently made my reintroduction to Rogan, and I uh, what he was leaving to go. Hey Joe, so I don't know if you remember me. And clearly did not. But I we spent the next thirty minutes in the back parking lot talking about his Porsche because I'm a huge car guy. We're also huge UFC guys. Yes, uh, but you guys are also huge Ari guys. Like, how do you guys not know Joe? Oddly enough, uh, Ari talks about us sometimes too, but like, it's just not. I don't know. The thing is, too, it's is when you get made. those late night spots, it's like you, you're just in a different world. Perfect. You know what I mean? So it's like there are ways that uh, you know somebody just has no clue who you are or what you're uh, involved in. That's like you know the same as a bird. Jesus Christ, this guy filled mine. Yeah, the fucking... Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> heavy well, You might as well top us all off like we're going to fucking war. Yeah. Oh, look at the two of you assholes! <laughs> I didn't pour it. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yes, all right, trickles. This in. guy, you fucking. Let's hope we like this semi-dry rising. Dude, you low poured the host of the <laughs> show. I, I didn't know that. I thought there would right. be more left for that fucking last pour. Uh yeah, yeah. I, well, I like what this. were we talking about? It's almost like a. It, a little sweeter than a pina grigio. Ooh, that's nice. And it's got it the, is, the hints of the uh, the Allagash that I drank earlier, along with the unruly yeah. brewery. You had like you had a, a decent little thimble full of beer in there. <laughs> I had. You're taking like the uh, what's that shot called? Like gorilla piss or something, where they take the sponge from behind the bar. And squeeze oh, jeez! Oh, you have like a bit of everything in your glass. Gorilla piss. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, I don't know. Something like that. I really think that we should, like, there's a lot of comedians that, like, we're not good networkers at all. And, like, there's a I'm lot of guys that we should networking. know. And, wait, you said, what? I'm horrible at networking. Are you kidding me? You know everybody. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, maybe I do. Dude, in Montreal, dude, you dude, were like totally. a, you were like a semi-governor of comedy. I don't no, think you... No, no, I'm like good you knew at, Ralphie. Ma- like, everyone was... No, but I... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe I am better at networking than I think. I don't know. I My problem is <clears throat> I don't know names, so I'll see faces. I'll recognize them. I'll be like, what's up? And then they're like, hey! And I'm like, ah! And then I walk away, and I was like, does anyone know his name? Like, I'm horrible at names. Did you talk with Blake Griffin in Montreal? No. No. I would never do that. I would no. never do that. I sat, I was at, when I was at UTA today, I was sat next to Patrick Dempsey. This guy from... Uh, McDreamy. Yeah. Yeah. I sat next to the Patrick Dempsey. The guy from Loverboy? Yeah. Dude, you should have said, you should have met, you should have asked him for a pizza with anchovies. <laughs> See what he said. <laughs> you remember that movie? That was a great movie. That's mo- the fucking... Mother, that's why that was Loverboy, right? Dude, his mother ordered <laughs> him to fuck. That, I love the Italian guy. That fucking drove around on the moped. He was, was, he yeah, was, he also, was like, That is the line you should have done. I like. I I was like, what would I say to him? Like that would have made him laugh. I, if I had said I'd like to get a pizza with anchovies, Court that, McCowan that's, was. That's in, the line I was thinking. As I know, Court McCowan, which I, I don't know if he. Probably I don't know if he would know, remember back then, but because that was what like eighty seven. Can, can I tell you the crazy thing about him? And I want to. I want to see a documentary on this now. Like if, by the way, if uh, if uh, if Discovery or uh, so one of the car companies did this, or car networks that does car stuff. If he just drove like a, a Toyota Tundra with a, like a pickup truck with fucking murdered out tires, but it wasn't like a Mercedes. He's Wait, dreamy. Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. Oh, but he also has a he has a, a huge car collection. Well, he races for one. 
Oh, and, really? And, yeah, and he has like he has a bunch of shit. Well, I just was impressed that he drove a pickup truck. Yeah, that is agent. shocking. Like I was like I was like wow, and it was like Calabasas plates. But he's, he's, he's uh, a huge car guy. We've delivered groceries to Eric Dane, also of Grey's Anatomy. Eric Dane. He's married to the girl, the Noxima girl from uh, Urban Legend. Who uh, great. She, she, she was involved Gra- in uh, yeah, what, Great yeah. Dane. Or, <laughs> she was involved in uh, a controversial car crash, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she uh, hit, hit a child. Uh, Who? But, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, oh, uh, a gay heart. Gray heart. Gay heart? Gay heart. Alicia Gay Harton. Yeah. Is it Alicia? Something like it's that. It's something. Uh, I just saw. M- uh, Melissa Gay Heart or. Something about like yeah, Melissa Gay Harton. We're close. Rebecca Gay Hart. <laughs> Rebecca Gay Hart. Bob Gay Hart. I kept saying Gay Harton. <laughs> Bob Gay Gay Hart. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. <laughs> Gray Hearts. Oh, Tarzana Graystroke. Yes. <laughs> Graystroke. <laughs> Graystroke. That's what you were doing when in the FX show. Graystroke. Shield. Rocco. What's his name? Sopretti's. <laughs> it's. Pizza with anchovies? Um, <laughs> you should have said hey. But you. like, I'm always impressed. Like I, when I first met Bobcat, I said to him. Like I'm, I'm uh, not. I wouldn't say I'm notorious, but I'm very no. I know for a fact that whatever question I think about asking, I should not ask. But I first said, I go, "What kind of car do you drive?" And Why? he was like, "I that's okay." I asked uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan how much money he makes. Oh wait, like, I saw the <laughs> shot. You t- did he come to the show to see you? No, I don't know. I, how, he, where did you see him? Uh, in, we did radio in Philadelphia on Preston and Steve. And then he said something. I was like, "Good, qu- good question." Hey, how much money do you have? And he, everyone was like, Rrr. "And I was like, oh, I just curious because I bet you have a lot. I bet there's a lot no one knows about." What did he say? Uh, he didn't answer. Uh, but <laughs> I asked Bobcat. I said when I first met him, I said, "What kind of car do you drive?" And he goes, "Why would you ask that?" And I went, "I don't know." I was like, "It just you don't seem like a Mercedes guy." And he goes, "Oh my god!" And he was like, "I just got rid of this great old 1950s bullshit." convertible murdered out like just badass car and i just got a mercedes and i was like you don't seem like a, like i always wondered what kind of car kurt cobain drove you know like yeah. those guys that like, yeah. like guys that have money but are anti-establishment or whatever yeah. it is yeah, like, yeah. What, is, what, what do you think uh what do you think uh henry rollins drives prius you think yeah no i picture him like a fucking one of those rat rods no, I you know the I rat bet, rods? I bet Prius. Yeah, I could see that. I could see Prius that. Prius like a weird old like school an old SUV. SUV. Yeah, like an old SUV. Yeah. Like, like Burr's old pickup truck. My brother in truck? high school. Oh, like an yeah, old. Yeah, he, like, he is a classic. Dropped out the Hemi or whatever. Really? My brother like, in yeah. high school drove a 53 GMC uh, five window split. Uh, pickup truck. Don't get O'Neill started on cars, dude. He'll lose really? quick. Oh, dude. I, literally, oh, Ro- Rogue and I were there for you? 30 fucking minutes talking about his fucking GT3 Porsche. Can I show you the car I want to buy? Yeah. Hold on one second. I'll, I'll tell you if it's If a you good don't car. drop your phone in a car. By the way, the Lyft driver over here, because I took a Lyft because I'm a responsible individual, uh, he knew of you. I drove. Because where are you going? Ah, doing a friend's podcast. Oh, who's your who's the friend? They go, well, it's called the Burt Cast. And he's like, uh, who does that? I go, Bert. Oh, I know Bert Kreischer. I drove here myself. I'm looking to get arrested on the way home if any cops are listening. <laughs> on the way home, I'm going to work the pedals and <laughs> Jeff's going to steer. I just sent my buddy. My buddy Pete uh, does, I wish I remember the name of his, uh, Prestige Motors. Prestige Wait, out here? Uh, International? No. Wait, where's the know. car? I don't know. I don't know the name of the fucking place. It's in Tampa. But if it's what kind Cowhead's- of car are you looking at? A 1967 Cadillac convertible, ostrich interior. 
Is this one of those uh, the the two door? They made two a door. couple. Yeah. So my brother in law has had one of those like a two door convertible sixties yeah. Cadillac. Pretty fucking sweet ride. Ostrich interior. I don't know if it had ostrich. I have an ostrich egg at home though. Have you eaten it? <laughs> I cracked uh, it open. Pete's emailing him right now. Pete is the fucking funniest guy I know in the world. And he, I want to say the name of his, I wish I remember the name of his company, um, but it's, if you want it's car in Tampa, he's the guy to go, if you want an expensive car. There is car. a prestige. That's like a huge, though, fucking. Uh, it's not wasn't him. that the name of the Step Brothers company? Oh, that was Prestige <laughs> Entertainment International or something. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen oh, Step here, Brothers? Here you go. You ready? These are the car, this is the pictures of the car. Boats and hose. You can flip through them. Oh, dude. Yeah. Right? This is a fucking... Dude, you remember? Uh, do you remember Brad Watson, the piano player? Yeah. Was like, he had like a hard top version of this. Oh, dude, you gotta get this fucking right. Thing. This is gonna take up your whole driveway. That's like well, that's six... the only problem we're having is I don't know where to keep it. That's this like... is ostrich. That looks like ostrich asshole right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's like seventy feet long. Oh, dude, yeah, you've got to get that. Dude, man. good luck valeting that in L.A. Like, but it's such a badass car. Yeah, dude, that much, is a total you Sunday cruiser. How much you go do you to think? Malibu? It's like with 5, the family. 000. That's like five thousand. <laughs> Give me a number. Give me a number. We're calling Pete right now. I bet you. What, what does he want for it? What do you? What would you pay for it? I'll give you thirty-five for it. Thirty-five. Yeah, we're calling Pete right now. Pete, hey Pete, get your negotiated cap on because we're fucking throwing down. <laughs> it's uh. Oh, I should put it on speaker. Is he, if he's prestige, dude, that's high end. That's high end shit. Yo. Hey, what's the name of your uh, company? You're, you're on my podcast, by the way. I'm doing a podcast oh. right now. <laughs> What up, Pete? Zen Motorsports. What is it? Zen. Z-E-N Motorsports. Oh, Zen, Zen Motor- Motorsports. Sports. Okay. And then, so uh, that caddy you sent me pictures of, we're in love with it. My only problem is I don't know where to keep it in L.A. Oh, I'm sure you'll find a cholo that'll allow you to store it by him. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in the valley. What is, how much, how much do you think I could get it for, Pete? Probably 40 grand. 40 oh, grand? I, I, shoot, you were right. Shoot him thirty five right now. <laughs> so we take it for thirty five out the door. Pete's just the broker. Oh, he okay. just he just get it for me. Um, no, it's, it's at it's at my shop. Right? It's it's, a, uh, it's one of my it was my trainer who picked up and left and moved to uh, Minnesota, and he didn't have room for it and didn't want to bring it. So we're selling it for him uh, in consignment. Ask if he takes thirty five. Would you take thirty five? He'd probably take thirty five. Yeah. God damn it, Pete! God yeah. damn it! I fucking love you. <laughs> All right, we've got a little extra left over on the renovation. It's either put in new sod and and, and landscaping or that car, Pete. <laughs> he's going to take 35 for it. He said 40. He's going to take 35. Um, hey, you saw that You saw that video about those jeans? It was hilarious. Oh, is that your wife's jeans? Small, they can't be yours. Yeah. Yeah, Cowhead's like, those are too small for Leanne. That wouldn't fit her. And Leanne goes, excuse me. It was a bold move to find those jeans in your, in your luggage. Said, those are one of my smallest pairs, or my bigger pairs. Yeah, but, I, but you were in the room when I found those jeans, and I was like, what the fuck do I do with these jeans? <laughs> the best was when you go, okay, now whose underwear are these? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm talking to Leanne. We're going to be, uh, if you still have it in two weeks, I'll call you. That's when we get done, our house, and I'll let you know okay. if I can buy it. Perfect. All right. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. See he, Dude, you should do a roving podcast in the back of that fucking Cadillac. You hire a guy to drive it. It's a podcast. It's fucking back. rigged. Is Only that a college is, buddy? No. Uh, 
So Cowhead is in Tampa. He does uh, he does um, the morning show in Tampa, the Mike Calta show. His name's Mike Calta, but he, I've always known him as Cowhead. I only call him Cowhead. It's like Man Cow in Chicago. It, he used to work for Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Bubba the Love Sponge gave him that nickname. Did that guy by the, way, by the way, we almost tore through this battery. That's how those $1 batteries Weak held up. battery, dude. So, um, but anyway, Cowhead and Pete. Uh, our best friends and then pete was on that cruise that i told you and i tell you i did a cruise for like a week with cowhead yeah and ralphie and pete and pete is just the funniest fucking guy in the world like he's just he's real chicago he's re- like just a real guy you know like they, they don't make those guys like that anymore and he's uh, like one of those guys you're like if this guy had actually tried to pursue comedy he would have been if he fucking pers- anything he decides like to pursue he'd be successful at because he's like it's like I said to him one time, I go, do you ever get worried, like, where your next paycheck come from? And he's like, yeah, we all worry. I just got to fucking work. You know, he's just a hard fucking worker. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's smarter than everyone. He'll always figure something out. Like, he's always ahead of the curve. Like, he sells, not not to do, to, I don't, I don't want to speak out of, you know, out of school about peace business, but his specialty is taking care of professional athletes. So, like, if you're a professional athlete and you want a car... Peaches has got you covered. Like in the way in the way that like he did he did one pro athlete for the hockey for the lightning and then he said to another guy, hey, the guy didn't fuck me. And he just doesn't fuck people. So he did another guy and like he just takes care of him and he's like real across the board. Can I know? say this that my backup plan, like if, if obviously this isn't really working out for me, but yeah. if I if I had to do it all over like my dream would be to hook up exotic cars with people, like to sell I'll exotic you a, cars. I'll, you know what you should do is just work with Pete. It. Work with Pete. Wait, you're telling me that this and, isn't going to work no, out no, no, for no, me? No, 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 no. So that I should just no. go work do with it, Pete. Do it as a, do as do as like a fucking extra money because he like he's got a lot of business in L.A. Where, where yeah, my like, dream is to I, like when I was a kid, it was like airline pilot, exotic car dealer. Or race car driver, none of that worked out. So then I was like, "Oh, uh, I'll get into comedy." He did. He did a deal. I'm, I don't, once again, I hope I'm not speaking out of school, but he did a deal to sell like a a Bugatti, and Bugattis are like a million dollars or something. A uh, little bit more. Well, it depends. If you, if you wanted the Bugatti, you could you can. The, I think Adam Carolla or no, uh, the guy that runs Barrett Jackson, he bought one for seven hundred fifty thousand. <sighs> Because Bugattis are insanely expensive yeah. to maintain. He was telling me that like, to change the tires was like forty grand Dude, each or something. Yes, and you you have to change the fucking rims are like sixty grand at like ten thousand miles. Yeah, he said it's, he was you have like, to change the tires like fifteen hundred miles. He was it's like insane. He was like the deal went south the last minute, at like the last minute because it was just took it got held up in customs and it got held up in <sighs> in England and you know someone got cold feet. He goes he goes cars are like cars and women are the same to men. If it takes too long, that means it's a bad fucking call yeah. walking out. And, Dude, and Ve- it was like... Ve- I've, it's a crazy thing out here in L.A. I've seen Veyron's parked at fucking parking meters. Like on the side of Sunset Boulevard. Nick Cannon used to park his... Uh, not Ghost. What's that? Phantom. The, the Rolls? Rolls Royce Phantom. Yeah. On the street, <laughs> dude. I would. I mean, I barely park my car on the street, and I drive a fucking Mazda too, dude. It's insane. I, but I. But yeah, pizza. He's someone that I would go like, I, like if there because he's always shipping cars over. Yeah, he's like very like. Uh, I'll be his L.A. rep, dude. Just, just be like the guy that you get 
ten percent of shit from, and all oh. you do is you just go over and go, "Here are your keys, sir," or whatever. When you're selling shit like that, like ten percent is an enormous. He was talking amount. about that deal, whatever he gets. He was talking about that deal for Bugatti, and it was just like I was like, "That's a year's salary for oh, fucking dude, one deal." Yeah, the, if you want a Veyron, it's like two and a half million. I find that shit fascinating, but I said to him, "But it, this is the way his brain works." Is I go. I'll tell you what I've always wanted. I've always wanted like a 72 caddy. Like, like, and he goes, how about a 67 white with ostrich interior black top? And I was like, what? And he goes, I got one in the store for you. I can broker it. Let's do it. And you're like, what? And he's like, they want this. They want that. They'll take this. How about it? And then you were like, how about 35? He's like, they'll take 35. He's and like, now I'm like, now, by the way, now someone's going to buy that because they've heard this on the podcast. <laughs> and they're going to be like, you got to get there, they're dude. They're going to be like, <laughs> I want that you fucking car. You have two car. weeks to fucking do it. You pull I, the trigger. We're, Wait, you are, but you ever what? What kind of car guy are you? Is the question? It's not that's the sad part. Okay, I'm like, right. lower than the not. This guy like, is, <laughs> it was weird because this guy's not my buddy. I just went back to Indiana recently, uh, like two weeks ago. My buddy has a uh, Shelby GT500 Mustang, uh, stock. It has 661 horsepower. So he had the ECU flash. He has new exhaust, so it has over 700 horsepower. And I drove it when I went back there. I mean, 700 horsepower. This is a fucking another level machine. By the way, I've been on one horse when he's running as fast as he it's could, <laughs> and it's so fucking insane. It's fucking- <laughs> Dude, did you get a boner? Uh, can I tell you, oddly enough, when I was a kid, my first wet dream was me riding a horse. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sucking it or riding it? Rolling a horse, dude. Rolling a horse, Calgary kept going, you got to wake up because we got to go to the rodeo because the horses are running. Anywhere is cowboy hats and boots, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm laughing too hard. It all comes back to this. My first wet dreams were me riding horses. <laughs> are you fucking, what the how do you come with that? How do you come with that? Uh, it was just, but I used to remember my. my so it's you riding the horse and then like. The horse riding a horse and I just peed and you fucking cut in your pants. Yeah, I just, Secret time. I used to have. Cowboy I used to have. I used to have. I used to have figuring horses Cowboy all over my room. Here. I had horse, figuring horses all over. My, I was obsessed what? with horses because <laughs> I think my first wet dream was, was. I know my first wet dream was on a horse, and I was like, Do "You have oh, a horse teddy bear." <laughs> no, but I have figuring horses all over my room, and it, it's so Dude, funny. It's creepy as fuck. It's really Wait, creepy. This, are you? It's got cable. It's riding a horse. <laughs> Were you bareback in Italy? Yeah, I mean, and when I was a kid, watching Mr. Ed was like the big... No, get it! <laughs> you ever seen a documentary on the guy, like a regular dude, uh, who went to go fuck a horse and the horse yes, killed him? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course I did. Of course, I yeah. No, I had... Uh, His name was Bert <laughs> Freischer. <laughs> I, I... And then I've ridden horses, like, full sprint. On a horse, and there's a weird <laughs> symbiotic relationship you have with a horse because, like, because <laughs> like, they do this, they do this. Like, have you you've ridden horses at full I've, speed? I've owned two horses. I've met my brother was a big horse guy, and I yeah. used to ride with him. Or I, but I was never a fan of anything that had its own brain. Like, I I need a motor. Okay, that can't think for itself. Do you, do you ever ride a horse at full sprint? Yes. Isn't it crazy? It's, like, it's, you have to be in sync with it. Like, yeah. you, your body has to move. It's like fucking. 
Like you have to thank be you. Thank in you. the groove, dude. Thank you. Otherwise, you're gonna get that's, fucking chucked. That's why Bert came so hard. Yeah, as the I think I had ridden a horse. But I mean, I, I, by did, the way, by the way, I never, I never, I never even ridden a horse when this happened. I'd never ridden a horse. <laughs> oh, black beauty. Too much bonanza. Uh, Black Stallion. Oh, yeah. I think I watched a Black as Stallion. As a kid, that's a great fucking that movie. Fucked me up. Is that I was like, <laughs> I want to get on a horse. A horse. <laughs> I want to get on a horse and run at full sprint on the beach in a loincloth. Was I that mean, Mickey <laughs> Rooney? Every, this is coming full circle. Not only like everybody when you wake up from a wet dream, it's it's you feel fucking terrible. You feel guilty. Throw your underwear not away. Me, no, but I'm saying like, what did you? How feel? old were you? When what that? did you feel when when it was a horse, riding a horse? I, I just was like, man, I gotta get around some horses. <laughs> like, no, I gotta get into. Like, I want to start riding a horse. I was literally it? was like, I'm not even fucking around. I was like, I need to get a fucking horse. I remember telling my dad, I was like, we should buy a horse. And he was like, what? Because I guess I just and he's like, Bert, you have dreams because I had those. My, are, you, are you coming to your pants? My <laughs> first like, wet. Dream was probably probably very young. I want to. I, I really want to say like I, I, I'm being serious. I know that everyone's like that can't happen. Probably like first second grade. What? Like Wait, not, what? But not, no, no. not wet. That's not crazy. Wet. That's insane. Not wet. This guy's not, insane. Not, not wet. Grade. Not wet. But like Wait. definitely, definitely like a you boner. Where you have? I want to oh, say. Well, I want to say you had. I had an orgasm, but I didn't. But I mean, I'm, I, I want to <laughs> say I had an orgasm. Like, you know, I used to rub Playboys on my dick. No, like, I, when I was a kid, I would rub Playboys. I'm being on, dead serious. I, was like, I don't know what to do here. I'm way fucked up for this podcast. But I'm being dead serious. Like I swear to God, the first time I had that dream was so part of first having, grade. You were like, it was like a tantric horse, like, fucks. A, like, a, like a you like were a, coming, but you were I having wasn't orgasm. Coming. I didn't come until like I was probably in like was, seventh wait, grade. Was Mickey grade? Rooney in? Mickey Rooney Mickey was, Rooney the, was horse in the horse trainer. Stallion, black. Yeah. So my old man had a beef with Mickey Rooney. To the to the day he died, he had a fucking huge beef. Hated Mickey Rooney. <laughs> had a he because he had a theater in with town where I grew up in Indiana. Mickey Rooney came in there and owed my dad a bunch of fucking money, and he tried to collect on it because he had like he ordered all this shit, all this food at a restaurant he had, and had his whole band eat there. And my dad had been calling his wife trying to get this fucking money and the wife was like fuck you and he's like fuck you you fucking bitch you cunt he's dropping c-bombs on her and stuff so the day he died he fucking if you brought mickey rooney he would fucking spit venom he goes this motherfucker owes me money <laughs> by the fuck way that guy the only thing more interesting than that is the fact that i would always confuse mickey rooney and mickey rourke <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. So like, are you I kidding heard, me? I'm I heard same. a story. One's five foot one. The other guy was fucking uh, Kim Basinger in a movie with I, ice. I, I'm I the to, same. I heard man. a story one the time about. Too similar. I heard a story about Mickey Rourke, Tupac Shakur, and AJ Benza. It was on the set of that movie where Bullet. Yeah, Bullet. He was a Jew. Yes, he was in the movie. Uh, Mickey Rourke was a Jew. He had Jewish stars on both oh, of yeah, his. It was Bullet. Yeah. Was, I think I just yeah I, yeah. I remember bullet. that movie. And I and I the whole time I heard that I was like, so Mickey Rooney hung out with Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that? What like the, fucking seventy years? What the fuck are the odds? What do they talk about? Like, have you heard this story where it was? Um, Maya Angelou had was brought on on the set of Poetic Justice as like a <laughs> oh. consultant, and she was. First like, of all, why would you bring Maya Angelou on the set of Poetic Justice I have no as idea. a fucking consultant? So she's down uh, there. Wait, are you being serious? Yeah, because it's all about poetry. <laughs> he 
you yeah, don't it's like, have, but still, it's like you're it's like, why do you need her? Like the best. why do you need this fucking po- like you don't need a real poet on a movie about poetry. It's like bringing oh, Michael Jordan in to consult on Space Jam, even if he wasn't in it. So uh, Hold on, my, my wife's calling. Hold on, my wife's calling. I'm afraid I'm in trouble. Oh, hello. Hey, are you okay? Yeah, we're podcasting still. Is everything all right? <laughs> yes, we're coming home from Pottery. Okay, we're we're wrapping up. <laughs> well, take your time. I just didn't uh, have to work from you, so I figured uh, I didn't know okay. okay, all right. I love you. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, go back. Go back. My Angelou. So she's on the set of Poetic Justice, and she looks over to her side, and she hears a guy dropping like N-bombs and talking aggressive, and she goes over, and she's like, why are you talking like that? And really dressed him down, and she she didn't know clue it was Tupac, and like and I guess he started like crying like really like moved. It, cha- it literally oh, really? changed his life. Yeah, like really went, went over yeah. and like really dressed him down. Like, hey man, like what are you doing? Like what are you doing? Like why are you talk? You know. Like, but again, why would you have buy Angelou <laughs> fucking movie with Tupac? Why are you talking like? Is that a good my Angelou impression? I don't really it's know. Probably, what she talks it's pretty like. dead on. It's I'll, pretty close. She's dead a, now, right? Uh, she's dying. Why did the cage like... bird sing? I was a big my Angelou fan. Secret time. If we're gonna play this game, I wrote poetry pretty aggressively my junior year in college. <laughs> can, wait, can you get us? Can you find us some? Do you have any? Can you read us some? He. We'll w- talk amongst ourselves. While like... he walked through the woods to find love with a knife on his side, he ran through the woods. <laughs> Yeah, this is very real. I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. I have books of poetry. I have books. I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not gonna laugh. Keep going. Just keep going. Can you go dig some out of your fucking drawer? They're all in Tampa. Oh, I had. I had. Do you call your parents to figure books of poetry? What What got you so into poetry? You could. uh, You could sell that right now. We were. I could probably sell a poetry book that people would howl out loud laughing at because it was all fucking. Wait, but to, you said it seriously, though. I was so dead serious about it. <laughs> do you like, get it? Like, do you take a poetry class? Here, watch. I'm going to call my buddy Obi, who, by the way, was during my poetry phase, and he was like, "Buddy, you got to stop reading those in front of people." <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "Hold me!" Oh, like, dude, you could have been a deaf poetry I jab guy. Fucking, I would, I would write poetry, and then I live with these two tridelts. I live with two tridelts, two ATOs, and a KA. My buddy Obi was a KA, and I would. I would write poetry. My, I think I, maybe my parent, I was like, I had just gotten into a band. I just started a band. <laughs> There's so many fucking obstacles so here. You're fucking, in a band. You're writing poetry. I'll see if Obi remembers my poetry. But I was like hardcore. Like I would read it to anybody. You were a turtleneck? I would gather groups around and be like, you guys want to hear a poem I wrote? And is this they'd be like this. They'd be like, this is like someone run up and hit me in the face with a shovel real quick. You're like a beatnik face. Obi. What? What's hey, up, dude? You're on my podcast real quick. I'm on my what? On you're, your broadcast? Yeah. By the hey, way, this guy's a great fucking is, voice. Yeah, I know. This guy's guy a great voice. Obi, real quick, can you list off your resume of movies you've done? Uh, Magnificent Seven, Free State of Jones, Contraband. Oh, Contraband. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. TV, True Detective. He's a legit oh, actor. Detective. He's been in a lot of fucking movies. Who's the in True Detective? Uh, probably someone they killed. Okay. So, Obi, Obi, do you remember yeah. when I went through my poetry phase? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How rough was it listening to my poetry? Uh, yeah, I, wouldn't, I don't think it was your best genre. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What? What? <laughs> ask him what are. I what think, are uh, can you hear me? Might have been your best. Nonfiction might have been my best. What are? What are? Well, like, well, yeah, like, what are his out. memories? That's yeah. Good. yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember any of my poems? Any lines or any lines? Anything that rubbed you awkward? I can't think of any right now for some reason. I do remember you skipping poetry class and telling the teacher that you had cat scratch fever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna pass out. I I remember that so vividly. Catch crab fever. He took it seriously. Like it was a dead on poetry phase. (laughs) I can't hear. Say it again. Oh. So he took it dead serious. Like it was a it was a hardcore poetry phase. Like this wasn't a joke. No, this is a hundred percent. Do you remember do you remember the time? You're the songwriter too. Little sister. Uh. No, Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret. (laughs) Won't you come out the door? Look who you talked to. (laughs) Very chili peppers. Oh. Obi, I got to get you on the podcast. When are you coming out to LA? Oh, my God. I think in February. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to come up for a while in February, like maybe a couple weeks to a month. Uh, hey, what's your what's your Facebook page so people can go find it? Holy uh, shit. Jackson Beals. Jackson Beals. Uh, yeah. Obi's the high school name we call him. Obi's one of the funniest Jackson fucking Beals? guys in the in the fucking world. Where does he live now? He lives. Where, are you living in uh, Shreveport or New Orleans? Atlanta. You're in Atlanta now. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a hotbed over there. Atlanta. That is a hotbed. I'm in New Orleans at the moment, but yeah, I live in Atlanta. Shit. Obi made a very wise decision, came out to L.A. to act, and then moved out to the East Coast to, I think, to New Orleans first. And he was like, there's a lot of acting roles. It's a little easier to get Dude. roles. And he's been in everything. He called me up one day. He's like, I'm shooting a scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dude, that's, if, that's <laughs> yeah. they, they hire a fucking cruise out there. That's it's, the fucking dude, place to one be. Of my best, one of my good friends out here, Omar Dorsey, moved to Atlanta because he was like, dude, it's just so much easier to book work out there. That's oh, a fucking yeah. place Guys, to be. They just give you roles out here. They just give you. No. You don't even have to be talented. No. <laughs> yeah. They just hand them out. No, uh, it's, it's still competitive. What are you working on now? Any any projects coming out? Uh, I got a new show. Uh, I just had Magnificent Seven come out last week. I just had a small role. Wait, he's in Magnificent Seven? Yeah. Oh, he, dude, shit. He, is, he was in Omar, or not Omar and Kumar. Kumar and Harold. Harold and King. Kumar. Yeah, Harold and Kumar escaped from Guantanamo. And, yeah. so, and so I'm watching it. I'm watching one of my friends, and all of a sudden, Obi is the uh, redneck pissing on them. And they're bullshitting. And I go, it's fucking Obi. And, and, every, and everyone's like, are you shitting me? Yeah, Obi's, uh, he's working a lot. Well, congrats, yeah. man. Yeah, man, that's when awesome. When you come out to L.A., you come out to L.A., you got to do my podcast. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. always been my dreams to be your sidekick and laugh. He has the yeah. best laugh. And I and when, I, when he gets high, I can make him giggle harder than fuck. <laughs> my ears hurt. You're the only person that makes my ears hurt. I laugh so hard. Oh, it was good talking to you, man. I'm going to go back to the podcast. I'll talk to you later, you too, okay? Man. Great, great talking to you. Hope to see you soon. All right, buddy. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Why uh, I've is known that guy. a lot of old friends. I've known that guy forever. Obi? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? He, uh, you know, he's a really interesting guy. Like, he just, he uh, got that nickname, like, our freshman year from the guys that play baseball with him. And we went up to him and we, like, we like said hi. And he's like, ah, the new nickname's Obi. And so we just thought that was so funny that... He like got into his own nickname that we never we never let it go, and so uh, but he's he he's, called his own shot on that. He one. He is 
man, I can't go into detail what an interesting guy this is. You have no fucking idea what an uniquely interesting guy this is. Like, I'll do a podcast with him when he comes out in February, but, like, it is, uh, like, as, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't go into detail. Is it just, more interesting than a guy who wrote poetry and <laughs> came to horses? <laughs> I mean, those two facts are unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. They also tie in nicely to each other. I mean, it just adds a whole Dude. new level of depth to you. I have, uh, there's a lot of secrets I have. <laughs> hey, hey, this is the secret podcast. This is you the reveal. secret podcast. Se- this is Bert Kreischer's secret revealed. Secret time with Bert Kreischer is a new segment <laughs> we'll be bringing a, out on the road. Sa- hey, wait. Safe you place. still have five? You still have wide? Yeah, you want some? We're both fucking we done with ours. More. We might need some more. You can split this up. We gotta end this podcast because my battery's about to okay. die. We have, and you have fucking These dinner. You also have to. I got dinner. I gotta, I gotta go buy. No, you gotta kill it. Oh, pressure. How, uh, we, how are you gonna buy dinner? I gotta go to Gelson's and buy dinner. Wait, is for that my across family. the street? Yeah. Well, let's not tell everyone where I live. We did this last time. We did <laughs> no, this no. last time. We got drunk and they're like, "You'd like to see Bert Kreischer yeah, come there's, to?" There's a lot of Gelson's in town. <laughs> come to five five six six. Uh, fucking every time I do a podcast with you guys, it ends up like this, uh, dude. I, here's the problem. He said it. What well, he told me it wasn't gonna be like. This. I feel like I could. Oh. I feel like we could go on. Like I literally feel like we could go on for another three hours. I literally could. Yeah. But I, it's. I'm glad that your wife said like it's time to put an end to it because I literally I think I could. I have three more hours in my head. I'm like, all right, I've got two more hours of topics that you know I want to discuss. We got to do this again. I want to do this again before November 11th. So like I'm doing, I'm doing. Uh, I t- dude, I told him I, I was like, I don't want to come here because I fucking I get too drunk. And I'm done for like three days. We drank like weird people. We drank two bottles of white wine. <laughs> we two, split it between wine, two beer, high altitude beers, some chocolate beer, some chocolate beer. Dude. We drank. A- <laughs> By the time you get here next time, we you should have that Cadillac, and we should record from driving around in the Cadillac. The Cadillac's gonna be fucking gone. I'm an idiot. Throw I just talked about the hook. one thing I want to buy. I also want to buy Tulsa by uh, the fucking. <laughs> By the way, how different do you look in that picture right there? In the I know, it really right? does. But do like, but like, but it was the goatee. I mean, it's is a it a goatee look. or is it that I look younger? It just both. I look so young in that picture. We're talking about my comfortably dumb. You're baby faced and goateed. It's just a different. But you're guy. still baby faced. It's if just you, you have the full that, beard. If you listen to that special, it's my voice is so high. Really? In this one, it's like, all right, all right, everyone, stop clapping. I'm the machine. Like the first one, you're like, hey, guys. Hi, everybody. <laughs> My name's Bert. And do we think in a hot, sexy name? Uh, uh, uh. Bert, Bert, Bert. Oh, do you fart during sex? Whatever. Yeah. By the way, if you go back to Calgary. Yeah. I would love to come with you. With you? That was a great fucking crowd. That was a fun. fun that was, I man, wish we would have done multiple shows. That was a fun. That was a really great time. And it was different because it was like. Uh, I don't know. It was different for me because I don't get that much where you get to just hang out with friends. Yeah. I have a kid. My wife's the one that pulled the trigger on that. I think Ari texted me and her or texted me and she read it and was like, hey, man, you need this. Like, you don't get this much. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's pretty awesome. And my wife's like, you don't get this much. You don't get to hang out with just friends and, like, be a dude. But the thing is, we had done, like, I think we had done, like, 
I did that, and then I did Montreal, and I was like, I've had enough of this. I need family in my life. Yeah. <laughs> there much. is that give and take between the two. Oh. Too many, too much seeing friends. I'm coughing like crazy right now. The but allergies. Dude, I wish you would have come and done some shrooms in the fucking woods with us. I could have never done that. I would have been the guy going, there's bears. There's bears. No, that was Ari. He's like, dude, encounter- are you serious? About- they encountered dude. an elk. Yeah. No, we encountered a you fucking like- moose that was hiding in the brush, and Ari freaked the fuck out. Ari's like, we-, we need to go? But they say, dude, not approach them. I go, all right, I just got- I'm just i going to fucking come up behind it. I just want to see what we're dealing see with. see if I can He's jump like, on it. We need to go? We need to leave right now? And he pulled the plug on it. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Oh. Ari is so... We should call Ari. We've called everybody. Why not call Ari? Oh, Ari. We right? called him last time. Did we? We were only almost cried. Wait, what did I? <laughs> the problem is we got to speak to 1997 technology on the phone. His fucking flip phone. This idiot. We got to do his podcast soon. You better think we can think of a topic. Yeah, we'll. You got to think of a topic to do his podcast. This is like our sixth appearance on the show. <laughs> Every uh, well, fifty episodes, he won't answer. They go answer. What time? He is might. There? Three, three hours ahead. Three hours ahead. It's only seven, eight. He's sleeping. If if he's if I if I know Ari, he's, he's taking a nap. Get ready to fun. go. He's already done one podcast today. Punch Drunk Sports. Oh, well, well, it's Tuesday. Yeah. No, no, no he'll, answer. He'll, end it. he'll answer. Wait, did Hello? he just answer? Hello. Hello? Oh, we ass dialed it. No, because he's a flip phone. There's no way to ass dial oh, yeah. Hello, Shafe. Is he ordering? I don't know. Shake? I feel weird to, to record Here, this. Hold on. Let me. Let me <coughs> Ari, is that you? Ari. Ari. What if you heard you him there? go? What if you heard him go? Shut up, bitch! Smack! And he murdered someone. <laughs> Ari, are you ordering something? There's no way to ask that. It's a flip phone. How did he open it on accident? Ari. <laughs> Ari, are you there? Ari, can you hear me? I heard him say Bud Light. Ground control to Major Ari. Let, let me take out speaker and I'm going <laughs> to. This is fucking bizarre. Dude, what is he talking about? He's like negotiating some sort of weird trade. He's I'm in like, a bodega. Take... I'll give you $4 for these Bud Lights. I'm going to hang up. How much for your daughter? <laughs> There's no way you can ask that with his phone. I've How seen do you it. ask Yeah, we're calling again. We're calling again. We're calling again. <laughs> Take two. What if he has an automatic answer? Is that possible? What if that's his new answering machine? Is it's an ass dial? But it's just him talking about Bud Light. And it, it sounds like it's just him recording himself at a be. bodega. That'd be great. Ari Shafir. Should we, we do a shot to end this podcast? Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, what are we doing a shot of? I'm already fucking... Uh, your $3,500 bottle of uh, fucking uh, of Sam Adams. Uh, yeah. My dick. You have any King Louis the Thirteenth? Oh, he did answer. The Please fucking... leave your message for. Whoa, Ari Shafir. Oh, I wanted him to leave his Ari number. Here, I'm going to call him now. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Dude, wait, oh, we should wrap this up. We should wrap this up. Okay, I'm going to go fucking spend time with my family. Um, uh, part of me is afraid we didn't get that first thirty minutes, but wait, we, we lost we did, the first well, thirty. I think we got it. Wait, did, wanna, wait, did the reason, you, my did biggest you, reason did you for save it before yeah, you yeah, changed yeah, yeah. batteries? I saved it before I changed oh, batteries. You got it. But I, uh, I'm afraid this battery is going to just die, and we're going to lose this two hours and sixteen minutes. So I, that's why I want to end it. Okay, so that we get it. That would All probably right, be uh, the best. Let's do. You guys want to do a little heater of this uh, Booker's? That's what we did with Bill Burr. Yeah, the other let's night. do it.
Can we plug heater? our podcast? Please, 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 I please. I think you and O'Neill should. I think I'm, I'm out on the shot. I'm, I'm, Listen to uh, the Danish yeah. and O'Neill podcast. We're at Danish and O'Neill on Twitter. O'Neill is O N E I L L. Danish is the traditional spelling. <laughs> As in the people. <laughs> and the food. Uh, do you got to do the shot? Ooh. Do a little heater. I'll do a little yeah. bit. Let's just pour it in the wine glass because I think it'll add flavor. Oh, there we go. Little heater, little heater. Yeah, little heater there. Uh, Make mine real small, real small. Ooh. Oh, that was <laughs> oh, I'll switch it. I'll switch it. I'll take on you. Which side did you drink out of? This side? Uh, whatever. Let's turn it here. All right. All right. Let's uh, cheers it all here. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to throw up. Let me, let's uh, let's take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. What are we drinking? No. Booker's? Booker's. It's a... Uh, was given to me on my first uh, what is this? first adult development deal when I was in my forties. What is this? It is a bourbon. It's really smooth. You don't need to kill it. You, you take a little sip and you'll like oh, it. Take a sip. And don't That's, don't pound it. This is the Bill Burr heater. It's a new segment of the podcast where we just take a little. What'd you think? Oh, oh fuck! Oh, that is good. Old, yeah, right. Old yeah, freckles. That's real nice. It's smooth. It's delicious. <sighs> Leanne just texted me and goes, "I'll make lasagna. Let's go." Whoa. I was like. <laughs> Dude, when you're throwing lasagna on the table, that's a fucking... It's really good, right? That's the Bill Burr heater. That's a new segment of the podcast. I like it. Uh, it's good. He said, uh, one of the, my favorite, remember one of my favorite lines ever. He goes, he goes, uh, hey, I could use a little heater to make the drive home interesting. You fucking give me a heater? <laughs> you got a fucking heater for some ladies. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I just Man, listening. Is... It's not bad, right? Dude, it's it just good. got my loins on fire. It goes into your heart. I feel like a young Burke Kreischer riding a horse. Dude, right this... now I need to spread my cheeks just to air them out. Jeez. Because that oh. fucking, that was a serious heater. I can't right? stop thinking about it. A young Burke Kreischer waking up from a dream of riding a horse. Oh, yeah. With coming coming in his pants. <laughs> it, listen, it, it's real. By the way, same Burke Kreischer would get sick, and he'd think he was dying, and he'd put a crucifix on his chest when he was a child. <laughs> what are you, a fucking The Exorcist? What that looks fucking, like? A prayer? Dude, I, I will not, take you there. Dude, we got to... I feel like we could go up for the three hours. <laughs> Can we come back in a couple weeks and just interview you to get could, to the bottom? I have a of. lot of weirdness that happened in my life that I that like my wife knows and thinks is fu- she better should know about the horses. You will see my wife and children do not mention horses. My daughters will get excited. They're like, "We're riding horses!" Oh, no, the, your dad loves like, horses. No, you're just your dad's riding horses and coming to his dream. Coming in his pants. Have you ridden a horse in adulthood? Do you yeah. ever fear that you're? Daughters are going to listen to all of this oh my God, I threw up. later in the, later in life, dude. I'm pretty wasted right now. I'm First of all, Bert, can I just thank you? Because not a lot of people give us breaks, <laughs> and they fucking. <laughs> There's not. Do not mix Allagash. Oh, dude, that is brewery. fucking. There's a lot of the last weird sip tastes. Is a big burn. It's a Bill Burn. It's a burn, man. Woo. I need gum or something. Hey, lady. hey, you want a uh, you want a start? You want a Listerine? Uh, hey, Brunt strip? Is it a marijuana one? You want a stale Starburst? Because regular that class. You want oh, one of these? Is that just regular Listerine? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the lasagna, to clear your palate. How do you do it? Just take it out like this. Just, yep. Take and it's just like regular you Listerine. Want a piece? You promise? I'm gonna take it for the lift ride oh, home. Oh, what do you nice. think O'Neill's on doing ass? Do I have? No, no. I, got, I got some in my pocket. But R gave me one of those one time. It was marijuana. Oh, well, I think everything... Ari wants to give me a hot dog. He's like, you know, that's top top. The uh, fucking... Well, what do they call this shit? Every time there was food, top. I have to have the comedy store. I have to be like, is it, does this have THC? Because I, I don't, I don't smoke. Is this Ari? Yeah. It would kill me. Is it Ari? No. Who is it? 
I don't know. Well, let's let's do it on the podcast. Who is it? You don't know. Tell me on the podcast. We can Hello? get sued. Please stop what you're doing and listen to this very important. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait. Maybe we should listen. Stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> well, I was in the middle of a podcast. By the way, okay. that would make make such a better uh, call from a company. <laughs> Please stop what you're doing because you're about to ruin. By the, the best way, been to, to, to. I want to. Next time we're on, I want to talk to you about hip hop because I on the hot ones. I heard you were a big fan, but I don't hardcore. Start, I don't want to start that now. But for hardcore, next hardcore. I'm a huge hip hop fan. Should we co- wait? Do you want to come back tomorrow? <laughs> Should we come back before the 11th? Or you just we're just gonna? I want you guys to come back to the, okay. the 11th. So I don't the, know what this. I don't know how many people enjoy us. <laughs> we're just gonna move. Feel in. Like a lot of people a lot, don't. A lot of people enjoy you. And I'll tell you the other thing. I will say the power of your podcast. I felt in Calgary when we did that podcast recording yeah. was like insane. And when and when Diaz called, when you called Diaz, was fucking just it blew the roof off. The no, fucking no, no, no. My uh, you uh, the podcast I did with you guys. Got was my highest rated in not in ever, but non celebrity unknown. No, 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 no. <laughs> meaning, meaning like, uh, like everything was like, like right around here, like mid, like, uh, like everything was four feet tall. Yeah, and you guys were six feet tall. And I was like, holy shit. I was, it well, was really caught me off guard. He's 6'3". So Dude, our, our fan base isn't huge, but it's it's a fucking aggressive, it's loyal. loyal. It's a legit. And you know what you guys did? Not, not to like uh, let the cat out of the bag on what was so successful is that a lot of people liked it that hadn't heard of you guys. And you guys, and I think it's because it's two of you guys, but you guys each, someone responded to them and said, hey, thanks a lot. And you'd reply to them. And I don't ever do that. When people go, hey, I like the podcast. Well, he I don't works ever say anything. Twitter and I work the email. <laughs> And it's and so it was it was really successful because um, I noticed how much you guys were interacting with people and that made people like we, tune in. We don't have a lot of people to interact with, so I think it's pretty easy. <laughs> no, there's it's uh, it's true in that I w- I've always wanted to do a super podcast with you guys and Kimberly Congdon and Sarah Weinshank. Oh, we're, that, we're game for whatever we are. We love those ladies because we actually, yeah, we did their, uh, you did also, they have their uh, jazz, jazz show. show. It was fun as shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're game. We're game, man. If you, if you can fucking get the crew together, we're, we're always there. But I want to I do you guys, so uh, At some on point, the we week need of to- the 11th, my podcast, my, my special airs on the 11th, I want to release a podcast every day, the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, Okay, be, building up to the podcast. And I, and I have a bunch of lined up in New York with some really big comics, but I... I I know you guys. I know the people that listen to this podcast love when we get fucking hammered and talk. <clears throat> and I just pretty, know it. We're pretty fucking hammered right now, no, so this is good. I'm really uh, fucking hammered. The good I'm news is, though, we're not as hammered as we were last. last I'm wasted, yeah, but I'm not as. I don't I think I'm trying to get the dog to suck my dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to visit that By the way, dog. I don't know. I don't know which is worse, that or the I horse came is... riding a horse. <laughs> I think the came riding a horse. Poetry, Maybe a horse. I think the horses and poetry are the big, big takeaways from this podcast. Yeah, By the way, I'm yeah. going to see that dog on Friday. I will be seeing that <laughs> really dog. Really suck it? Yeah. Well, I'm, like uh, here's the guy with the lap treats. I might just have to say, like, all right, little let's peanut just, butter. Let's dude. do this. <laughs> no, I might go. I might go just bear. Just broad dog. Just it. puts a little bit broad of dog it. Put some some sense on it. Broad dog started. My wife's gonna come back and look at this table. There's like fucking bottles everywhere. And go, <laughs> it looks honey, like we honey, drink a lot. You know we're supposed know. to do like a PTA dinner tonight, right? Just blame it on me and O'Neill. It looks like we drank a lot, but I think last time, obviously, it, let's just do one more shot. What? A Booker? Are you fucking crap. I'm out. Smaller I'm out. Booker, 
But no, you have to be in. If everybody in, or we don't do it at all. Jesus, dude, it's well, Yom Kippur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's exactly. exactly. setting. Let's make yeah, it happy. We have to get it going. Dude. Just a little bit, not a lot. Pour me small, a little, a little bit. Little bit. Little, I, I can't have a two shotter. Look at him. He's fucking. Wait, hold the I was, pouring, I was pouring so slow. Wait, fuck it. This I was guy pouring the, so slow. This guy, the lens cap oh, and the, the camera. The, the lid was on, and everyone's watching me like, Holy Whoa, shit. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, way too much. No, that was that. Was slow roll me. Slow This guy's got a fast. Okay, there you go. There you just go. a little bit. Don't go crazy. No, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. There we go. Otherwise, I, I all poured, right. Let's I poured all cheers it. I'm just going to take a little sip. Lachaim. All right. Lachaim. Lachaim? Fambula? Lachaimen. Oh, that is rough. A little ah. heater. A little heater. That's a fucking heater. That's a heater. That's a heater, Bert. All right. Hey, ladies. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Promote your podcast. Promote your podcast. All right. Listen to us on the Danish and O'Neill podcast. Watch uh, the Danish and O'Neill podcast or uh, Danish and O'Neill YouTube page. We're Danish and O'Neill across the board. Instagram. Yeah. We're, uh, we have a series. We have a three-episode series called the Danish and O'Neill on, series on YouTube. Look us up. We're trying to get that on Adult Swim. Uh, Danish O'Neill on Twitter, Danish O'Neill podcast across the board on you porn, yeah. Danish O'Neill. Yeah, there's a hot fuck section where we're fucking hardcore sixty nine. You guys should definitely start a you uh, you porn channel where you guys just like videos and people can find what you liked. <laughs> That's true too. That's actually true. You guys just log in every time. You just like everything you jack off. I'm on to. porn HD though, so because O'Neill yeah. is no class. Thanks for having us on, Bert. We appreciate it. Oh, I had. Uh, <laughs> I love having you guys on. Can I start by thank yous now? (laughs) It's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. Uh, Let's... uh Let's do this. You have to atone for what you've done. How how much battery do we have left? A little percent. If you don't save it... uh, Do you remember what Ari told us? If you don't save it, you'll lose it all. real. Uh... Bert's reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was going to do the... I was going to just take this over and post it tonight. And do the read, but can I just say I'm a this, little though? fucked up, and I don't know if I can read out loud. You look way fitter than you did in Calgary three months ago. Dude, I was a mess in Calgary. Like, a legit. I was I worse think... in Montreal. I was Were much, you? Oh, dude. I was on a bender. Like, I was on, like, a... You were definitely eating late-night poutine. I was, and my brain was fucked up, because I was, I was listening to this song. Uh, I'll play you the song, but it was making me depressed. And then I, and I couldn't get it out of my head, so it was making me depressed, and I couldn't... I was like, get the fuck out of my head, and then... Have you heard the new Beck song? Which one? Uh, no. Can, wow. I just, can I just play you no. the best song? Oh, it's fucking Listen to great, this. man. Have you heard this? Have you heard this song? What is it? I know what you're talking about. Right. I know this fucking song. Yeah. Who is it? It's Dawes. Dude. I know this fucking... I know this song. I like the, there's like a bell sound. I can drink the rest of it. Dude, I'm, a, I'm with you. Right now I'm in a fucking hardcore depression of like, I'm going to quit comedy altogether. The best is when it comes in. It's a good tune, dude. Right? Oh, here's the best part. Not the album, just the song. And it comes in hard. I feel like we should listen to this for like two hours. Are you ready for the part that's gonna fucking marry you to it?
It's a, it's a song that shouldn't work, but it works. You know what I mean? Oh, I fucking love it. There's a lot going on. It's, it's high quality. I just drank the rest of that shot. When the tequila runs out. A little heater? Let's do a little. Feeling no you guys want to do another little heater? Jesus Christ. You guys want to do another little heater? O'Neal's unstoppable. Should we do another little heater? I just hit myself. No, no, no. No more no, heaters. No more heaters? I got to fucking hang right. on with my kids. All right. All right. Dude, this guy has family dinners. Let's, oh, okay, we're running out. We got to end this we now. We got to go. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, thank you very much for coming. I appreciate it. I love you. you. We'll do this again soon. We love you, too. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.